2020 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Bakai Becton. Going down again, Fighting through contact, fighting through offensive line, being a double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, it's actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to football, not storylines. Hello, and you are listening to the 48th edition of Blitz Blitz. Um, it's been a week and a half. I can't wait to change that intro uh, fully. Um, had to change after Jamal Adams and Bell, um, you know, got traded from the team. But really excited to have uh, Trevor Lawrence on there. Hopefully a big free agent or two uh, that the Jets sign. And I think it's inevitable that they sign a couple of guys because they have a ton of cap and a lot of teams are not going to be able to sign their own guys. And the Jets are going to be in a really good position to give guys money that they want that other teams like the Saints and the Eagles and um, all these other teams are just not going to be able to give anybody because they're going to have to find ways to just get their roster to to the uh, requisite cap space because um, some teams are like $100 million over the cap uh, for next year. So the Jets are in a really, really good position. So that's going to be that's gonna be fun. Lawrence, those picks, get Mims on there. Should be a fun intro. Uh, but 48th edition, I believe today is 60 plays, so a little bit longer uh, than the last couple of ones, and that's for a good reason, I think, because some of the younger guys are starting to play, which is definitely exciting um, if you've been watching uh, the season. Obviously, seeing some guys like Flacco and you know Frank Gore take a lot of the load is, de- is definitely not the most fun thing, but some young guys are starting to play more, which is definitely – uh, fun, but six games left. Um, the only teams that really worry me too that the, the, the Jets have to you know uh, play in the next six weeks. I I think the Raiders will beat us. Um, obviously, I think the Seahawks will beat us. I think the Rams are are a pretty easy loss. Got to be a little bit worried about the Dolphins this week, um, just because they just lost to the Browns and Tua is okay. But I could see the Jets pulling out a game at home against the Dolphins. A little bit worried about the Patriots, you know, towards the end of the season because it's Bill Belichick. I can see him sabotaging the Jets. And I'm a tiny bit worried about the Browns because, yeah, the Browns are, what, they're 7-3 and three now or 6-4, and four, whatever they are. I forget if they won this last week, but um, they're minus point differential. They're like not minus 20. So uh, that tells more than the record does. So if you're getting outscored in, in totality, that usually means you're not the best team. So they're not the best team. So that worries me a little bit, but um, especially with some of the receivers playing the way they are, but hopefully obviously the Jags will win another game, whether that be the Browns um, this week, I believe they're playing them, but I, I think that the Jags will get one more win. I think the Jets end up, or do end up getting one win, and then they finish with the first overall pick at uh, with with one win. Which obviously, um, if they have to, if they win before the Jaguars win, and then they're sitting at the number two pick in the last five weeks of the season, I'm rooting for the Jags, every, which I already am. But I'm rooting for them desperately to get that win. Uh, it's gonna be miserable. So um, I almost rather just finish 0 16, and then listen, the Jags get. A win uh, week 16, okay, sweet. Beat the Patriots uh, last week of the season, even though I couldn't really give two shits less, to be completely honest, because if anything, the Patriots getting, you know, seven, six or seven wins and, and the Jets beating them um, week 
you know, week uh, 17. The only thing that really does for the, the Patriots is improve their draft spot. So if you could pick the Patriots getting the 14th pick or the 17th pick, wouldn't you rather get them get the 17th pick? So I don't really care about a win. It's, it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's embarrassing for some players, but I kind of want the Jets uh, organization to be embarrassed um, about this Gase hire and uh, really the Johnsons and see how much of a um, indictment it is on them, especially after, you know, Chris Johnson came out after week one and have, and had to give a, you know, Adam Gase a, a, a public pat on the back. Um, so I'm hoping that's what happens because honestly, I can see the Jets being so dumb that even if they get a win, oh my God, well, this is the first time that Donald played with his healthy receivers. Now we're going to bring Gase back because that one win is, you know, uh, going to show what, what they're going to do, you know, moving forward. So I, I can really see that happening. So uh, not really, but there's a 1% chance and that 1% chance is too high. Uh, Joe RB31 on Twitter posted a shit ton of uh, film there over the bye week. Uh, I, I've been doing it on threads. Some of the threads I completely screwed up. Like I would start, uh, I think it's a Quinn and Williams thread, did like two games in that thread. And then eventually a, a tweet did not get attached to that thread. And I started tweeting on that tweet. So it's all screwed up. Uh, towards the end of the season, I probably will just grab all of those plays and make them their own like uh, moments so you can go and click in that moment and just swipe through it instead of looking for it. So I'm probably going to end up doing that because I kind of get pissed that I lose two, three games of a guy not in a thread because I effed it up. Um, other than that, leave reviews, uh, the ratings, they help. I know people watch on YouTube and stuff and, and listen on the website or watch on the website. Um, cause that's, you get the full video, but if you could just go to the podcast app, type in bullet splits, throw a five star, uh, leave a review, uh, a review real quick. That helps a lot. But other than that, there's really not much. Uh, Chargers 34, Jets 28. I'm going to like some of the gay stuff. I'm going to talk about him. I'm I'm, I'm going to run through uh, this game relatively quickly. Not relatively quickly. It's it is 60 plays, so it's it's going to be actually a little bit heftier than the last couple of weeks. But some of the young guys did play um, pretty well, which is which is definitely exciting. Duds, as we always started off when the Jets lose, we do duds. When they win, we do studs. So hopefully at no point this year am I starting off with studs. Uh, and also a quick reminder too, I guess, what is it? Monday the 7th, I think, of the upcoming month is when I do the live stream, the first Monday of every month with Kyle Smith at 6 p.m. So make sure you're uh, going to check that out. That's the one thing I did forget. Um, but going to the duds first, because again, we need the duds. We need plenty of duds. Uh, I hang out with a couple of Jets fans, you know, typically on Sundays. And, uh, you know, it's one of the... I, it's it's a it's one of my really really good friends and his dad, and uh, his dad's a little more old school and he always cheered for the Jets to win. They look at they look at a touchdown, you know, down twenty eight to six, and he's cheering. Yeah, let's go Jets, let's get this win. And like he knows it's the right thing to lose, but he can't help himself. Um, so I'm always hanging out with them, and uh, it's it's kind of funny to hang out with that guy because he really really does want the Jets to win, which. Like I said, he'll admit it before the game, but once the game starts, he, he really can't hold himself back um, from from rooting for that W. So um, you just need to you need to see the future. Obviously, I'm not you don't need to see the future. You need to see what's good for the future. Getting the difference between Justin Fields and Lawrence. Obviously, different people are gonna have different perspectives on who is a lot better, etc. But um, based on what everybody's saying, it's it's Lawrence is clear in a way the number one, the best guy since. Marino and Luck and all these guys. So um, if you're going from a, a generational prospect to a very, very good prospect, that's a big leap. And for the Jets, they, they need that, that, that legit 
top 10, top five quarterback, which it seems like Lawrence could be, where Justin Fields, it's much more of a question mark. So um, I think I think a lot of fans know that, especially the people who have been watching this show, you know that. Um, <clears throat> it's smarter to lose. Like, obviously, like I said, you know, any other year, we're gonna be, I'm going to be pissed and the Jets lose, and I'll be rooting for victories and things like that. And I'm hoping that's what's going to happen after this year, or I can pretty much guarantee to you that's what's going to happen. Um, after this year and hopefully many years in the future, I'm never rooting for the Jets to tank again, but this year it, it's what needs to happen. Um, so for my uh, duds of the game, I didn't do a lot. I, I gave it to Lange and Hewitt in coverage. Um, there wasn't anybody who was like dreadfully bad in this game. And the duds I kind of avoided, to be honest, I was a little bit more biased to the good things in this game um, in these 60 plays. Like I said, I'll be honest. Um a lot of the the issues in in the zone coverage, especially with the linebackers, is a lot of spot dropping, and the Chargers really helped out Herbert, who who's really decisive, really good arm, um, anticipation throws. He was doing really really good, but they were just running like spacing concepts underneath with like with like two snags, two curls, or or a curl snag and flat, like a, a simple three. Um, not three level read, but uh, three read across the field. And they were just sitting in the soft spots, just consi- consistently sitting in the soft spots, sitting in the soft spot, uh, isolating Hewitt versus Hunter Henry, who Hewitt did, he, he did batting coverage in terms of his numbers, but he was there on a lot of these plays. But um, overall, it's a lot of the spot dropping that hurts these numbers for these guys. So I'm going to give them the third dud of the game, but I'm going to kind of preface it by saying that it's not a ton of their fault. Um, now, do I think either of these guys are long-term starters You know, from 2021 on for the Jets? No. Do I think Lange and Hewitt are, are decent as your three and four or maybe your four and five? Yes. Um, next year, it's most, it's most likely Mosley as your one. Maybe maybe it's Anua Sewer as your two. And then you have a combination of Cashman, Lange, Hewitt as your three, four, five. It depends. Maybe they get rid of these guys and, and sign another um, inside linebacker if they're if they're able to because I'm not comfortable with Lange, with Hewitt, with Cashman who is consistently injured through two years in the NFL after being injured in college. That's not a good um, outlook on his future. And then Peanut is a guy who when they brought in a lot of people were excited because he has a couple of, of highlight big hits on, on YouTube and things like that. But I think he's a stream, extremely uh, raw and inconsistent player. So I don't want him as your starting inside linebacker when you're starting inside linebackers. Um, so maybe they bring, they bring in a guy, whoever, whoever's out there. I don't, I don't know who would be out there. Um, as an inside linebacker, that's not what I'm really looking uh, forward to in free agency is getting an inside linebacker, but it's an important position. So, um, but nonetheless, I'm going to go through a couple of their plays. This is the dud segment, but the first play that I'm going to go, go through is actually, um, a hit. And I, I do like uh, Hewitt in terms of his physicality. He definitely brings that to the Jets front seven um, where he definitely likes to hit guys. And it's, it's a positive. It's something that makes you think twice as a running back or a tight end. Um, and this play, he actually does, you know, relatively good. He's in, he's in man coverage. So it's, it's not like something that he's in zone and he's diagnosing a bunch of other guys. And um, then he sees the, the running back screen. Um, or the running back kind of sitting in there and, and popping out for the screen. <clears throat> He's in man coverage. This is where his eyes should be locked on immediately. But I, I do I do like um, the fact that Hewitt is noticing the body language, him you know, stepping up to chip the, uh, Davis, but then is going to leak out um, for the screen. Hewitt notices that pretty quickly and then gets downhill really, really quick, lays a huge shot. Um, I definitely like this play. Again, I, I like the physicality. Do I think he's a starter? No. Um, but 
you know, goal line situations where you want him to, to blow up a gap, um, you know, or even I actually, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say he's good. He's good at man coverage on, on tight ends or running backs. He's really not. He's, he's way too slow, way too stiff, but plays like that. If you want him to fill in the run game, um, completely fine with him in that, in that, in those scenarios. So I think a couple of these plays are actually kind of positives from these guys. Um, even though it's a dud, dud segment, again, I was a little bit lazy with the duds and the bad things from this because we, there's been so much bad this year. Um, and I'm so excited for for January 3rd or 4th, whatever the last game is. Um, you know, Gates gets fired, hopefully. Um, the, my one concern is apparently Woody Johnson might not be coming back from overseas until like February. So do they wait for a month? Like what happens with the coaching search? The, you know, is Chris Johnson going to hire another guy, uh, another bad coach? Is it a hardball or do they let... You know Joe Douglas uh, hire their guy, his his guy, which is what you hope happens. You you'd hope that they'd see the years of bad results and 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 forced relationships with GMs and coaches and coaches and GMs. That hopefully the Johnson at this point realize, okay, what we've been doing the last ten years has absolutely not worked. We brought in this guy on a huge six year contract, and we had to lure him to get him. Um, in here, where Joe Douglas obviously rejected the Jets multiple times. Maybe the Johnsons realize it now. Where hey, you know this is the positive outlook. Hey. Um, we just got to let him do his thing and, and let him have full autonomy of the search. And obviously, you know, they're, they're going to have some say in it, but um, it's hopefully it's only more of a formality where Joe Douglas is going to bring whoever to them. And they're going to say yes, because they put the, their faith in this guy. And that's where their faith should lie. Because obviously the, the arranged marriages have not worked. Um, he would be deep. They did this a lot. Uh, obviously, this is Tampa too. So a lot of people will say, Oh my God, well, why are they matching up man coverage with Hewitt versus, versus any receiver, <clears throat> you know, Hunter Henry, whoever it may be. That's not what's happening. Um, his, his responsibility, um, is this, is this middle third, his responsibility is to open his hips up to the strength of the passing formation and to match anything vertical. Um, if something went vertical from this side, he would, he would look to the other side <clears throat> for anything vertical, but obviously they, they run the seam route with the slot right here. Slots uh, threatens the seam. Um, he would actually does a you know a relatively good job keeping up with the receiver. Like he actually shows decent speed. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but um, obviously when you have Keenan Allen or no, that's not Keenan. I don't, I don't know who eighty three is. Um, it almost looked like thirteen at, at first, which Keenan Allen is thirteen, right? I didn't just make a fool of myself. Um, this is a situation that's it's not. It, I can't even blame Hewitt because it's it's not a position that he should be in. You want the athletic linebackers. You saw Poole in this role, um, you know, as that linebacker, you know, Tampa two zone um, corner. You've seen safeties in this role. You've seen Jamal Adams in this role before. Um, Mosley in this role. Uh, this is actually when he when he when he tore his groin or pulled his groin, whatever it was, versus the Bills. I think he was matching John Brown in this role. So you have to realize your player's strength. So am I going to blame Hewitt for being slow? No, that's just who, who he is. And, and again, not, not the worst speed. He's not Alex Ogletree. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to kill him for this. He actually, re- he, he actually realized it, you know, he opens up, sees the number two threat. I mean, I mean, sees, sees the number two threat uh, going towards the seam and he tries to match. It's just not his strength. So I'm not going to kill him for it. Herbert throws a beautiful ball receiver catches it. It's 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 a really tough position um, for him to be in. It's not it's not one he should he should, really should be in. Uh, Jenkins right there. He actually had a better game this game for sure. Uh, this was by far his best game of the year. Push up the arc, cross the face, double swipe, rip, <clears throat> carries two guys, penetrates through them, gets the hit on Herbert, and again, 
Hewitt's on a terrible position, doesn't get his head around, but he's trying to, he's trying to just catch up to the receiver. So I'm not going to kill him for that. I'm really not. I don't, I don't think it's, it's fair to, again, you don't, you just don't want to see him in that scenario. Um, you know, that's, that, that's a, that's a big problem with a guy in David Harris, who was always a good, a, you know, a good linebacker, but as the years went on, you know, with teams spreading people out more, getting more fast, having him versus, you know, tight ends um, who could run four fives and having him versus running backs on wheel routes, he started to get exposed because it's not the type of linebacker he was. So he was a two down type linebacker. He's not a guy you want in third down. You don't, you don't want him dropping into zone coverage um, <clears throat> really at all. So blitzer stuffing gaps in the run game. Sure. Cause he blitzer, he's physical as hell. So I'm fine with that but he fits a specific role. He can't cover all of those roles. Um, Lange right here, again, another special teams guy, a guy I think could be brought back as a fourth or fifth inside linebacker. And again, I think, I think Jets fans get a little bit too high on guys where they see Lange have a couple of tackles um, last game. And let's, let's be honest, like tackles, it, it, they're packaged differently. Like, you know, obviously one tackle versus another is not the same. If, if one tackles him hurdling guy and then tackling him, yeah, that's a great tackle. But if it's a tackle where the running back, you know, uh, gets eight, eight yards, eight, eight yards deep, um, or gains eight yards and you just barely get off your block because somebody else fell on the legs of the offensive lineman that you weren't able to disengage with and you get a tackle. Are those tackles the same? No. So that's, again, I think tackles are simplistic, two way, two simplistic of a stat to look at. But, um, and another thing with tackles too, can we stop overrating, you know, tackles by corners? I, I, I've heard people like in recent weeks, like, oh my God, <clears throat> Bus Austin had 10 tackles. You know, that's, that's a great game. You know, that typically means that he got beat and he tackled the guy that caught the ball. Right. So <clears throat> again, now, obviously, cornerback tackles are different. If a guy beats you on a comeback and you tackle him out of bounds and he's got 20 yards, not a good tackle. If you have a tackle like Hall did where he blew up a smoke screen, great tackle. You know, so um, Austin hasn't been having those. But again, and, and what I was kind of getting into there before I went into my own direction is I, I think fans overrate, you know, players a little bit. Like, oh, my God, Lang, you don't think he can start next year? One, he's a starter because of injuries on an 0-16 team. You have to be – you have to evaluate these guys as if the Jets are going to be a growing and better team, you know, in 2021 versus 2020. So should he be starting for a good team or any team? No, not really. He should be a backup. Now he's proven that he could be that, which is a positive because before these couple of games, you you probably would doubt. I think if before these two games, if you had to say, is Harvey Lange going to be on the 2021 roster? I think a lot of people, if not more than half, would say no. So now it would probably jack up to 80%, you know, so good for him. But is he a starter? No. Blitz is the A gap. Um, running back uh, fills three slide or, or three, two. This is a two jet protection. He's in a fill. The A gap away from the slide, which is Pope. Lange sees him loading up, getting low. He hurdles him. <laughs> He's ridiculously high in the air, which is just how freak of athletes these guys are for being 240 pounds, et cetera. A little bit risky, but hurdles them, gets right into Herbert's face, but uh, he gets, obviously, um, the pass off to uh, uh, Keenan Allen, who runs a whip route against uh, Lamar Jackson. I think yeah, it's Lamar Jackson on the left side of this game. Defense is right, offense is left. Now, Lamar Jackson, again, I, I think I spoke about this. Was it, was it with the 
plus Austin, I, if you guys watch the show, you guys know I've spoke about this. When guys are going to run short crossers, short, um, or, or uh, you know, appear to be short crossers, short meshes, you want to get on their hip because again, you don't want to get too flat and run run over top of them because then if they do break back on a whip route or if it's a jerk route and it's an option route um, and they break back to the sideline, you're screwed. So you want to see him chase the near hip right here because when he does break back, now you have that physical, you have the physical contact to slingshot yourself to impede his progress getting back to the outside, you know, et cetera. So he's coming at too high of an angle. He gets beat on a whip. So it makes Lange, um ineffective on this play, but obviously a great play by Lange. Like that's you, you like to see that stuff. Um, so Jackson gets beat by by Keenan Allen. Now, again, we're going to talk about these other guys. They're saying we talk about Lange. It should be a you know a backup. Okay, great. Now people are going to say, oh well, Lamar Jackson played terribly. Arthur Mallette played terribly. Now again, this is how I look at it, based on expectations. These guys coming to the year where you're fourth, fifth, sixth, even guys like Lamar Jackson, you know, practice squad type 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 corners. So for them playing guys like Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, you know, did they play great? If you're expecting them to be a starter? No. Would it be foolish to think they're they're long term starters? Yes. But as did they show that they could be, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth string guys? I, I think I think they did. So we'll get into that in the future. But again, relative to expectations. If if you were expecting uh, Arthur Mollett and, and Lamar Jackson to, to start in 2021. I, you know, I don't know to tell you. Just like people who thought Bless Austin is a long-term starter because he had a couple of good games. We talked about that, you know, uh, a lot in the past. And again, I didn't, I didn't record a lot of the spot dropping plays because it's how many times do I put up, um, you know, uh, Hunter Henry finding a soft spot, a, a Jets linebacker uh, spot dropping, and then and then uh, them, and then it's Chargers getting an eight to ten to twelve to fifteen yard catch and run. Like I didn't want to be littered with that film again. I'm a, I, we could do that all day next year when the Jets defensive coordinator is different. If the Jets d- defensive coordinator in 2021 is spot dropping and not having guys pattern match and things like that, it's something we'll discuss. But I'm not going to put up a thousand plays of of the of the spacing concepts and and the and the, uh, you know, the, the flat fives and, and slant flats that they're running. Like they, they ran a lot of simple concepts. Again, I'll give, I'll give Herbert credit, but a lot of it was pretty damn simple um, in terms of a lot of the chunk of yardage. Obviously, there was a, there's a shot or two deep. There's a shot in the end zone. The one I just put up against Tampa 2 that were beautiful balls. And again, Herbert is lighting up the league right now. Um, but they did run a lot of simple concepts and it's because against spot dropping, you don't have to get overly complex. Just take what's there. And that's what they did all game. So I didn't put up a lot of it. I'm just not going to, it, it, it would be a dreadful watch in terms of boring. It's just, Oh, there's just, there, there's this guy not matching and, and look of another first down like, um, Lange, great job right here. He sees the draw coming. He sees his guys, um, obviously, or he sees the offensive lineman, uh, run block. He sees the punch step right there from the, from the, uh, running back. He knows the ball is going to hand it off. Um, the tight end 86, which is Henry, uh, climbs to, to block, uh, Lange, Lange initiates con- like contact, gets low, gets Henry off of him, finds the running back. He's, he's a good athlete. Like his vertical jump, you just there. His, 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 uh, side on a silent speed. Like he's, he's a pretty good, he's definitely a better athlete than I thought he was after before these two games. And yeah, he did play some for the Jets before that, but I never really like focused on Lange like I have recently. And he's a good athlete. Like for him, this motion right here to hit and then to to switch your feet like that, 
that motion and then to explode and find the running back is really impressive. Like this motion, bang, boom, that right there is nice movement skills. Really, really nice. He's, he's, he's an explosive athlete. That's, that's for damn sure. That, that is impressive. Um, I don't know if he worked on his, on his body or, or, or his explosion this offseason, but I did not see that last year. I, I, I really did not. Um, my second thought of the game, I didn't put a lot of it in here. Again, I, I was biased, a little bit biased this game. I went to more of the positive. Adoga, um, you have Fant go out in the, what, like the midway, the second quarter, whatever it was, somewhere right around there. Adoga comes in, gets abused, you know, holding calls, um, lets up pressures, probably let up a sack. I forget exactly if he did. Um, and then he gets injured. I believe yeah, he got injured. And then you had McDermott come in for a couple of snaps. And then obviously you had, um, and then, and then Adoga came back at a certain point. So he is getting an opportunity, a couple of these games to show that he could be the, the long-term backup swing tackle. But when he comes in, he gets abused. So do you feel comfortable with Adoga as a backup swing tackle at this point? I would say no, which is a disappointment at that, at, at that point, you know, if you can't trust him to bring in another guy and you trade him, whatever, then he's a bust. Um, I think he's going to be a guy who's going to need development just because I, I think he had okay technique, but his body needed development in terms of getting that grown man strength. It doesn't look like that's developed and his technique hasn't got better. So you, you have a below average athlete in terms of strength, arm length, build. I think he's okay in terms of um, his like athletic traits, in terms of like foot speed, things like that. But his actual strength and, and um, frame aren't there. And you pair that with bad technique or, or just okay technique, um, you're not, you're not going to win a lot. So people thought last year and, you know, uh, people thought last year that he could maybe be the long-term right tackle for the Jets. That looks like it's gone by the wayside. Could he? Could he be a long-term backup tackle? And if you get a, a good backup tackle as a third-round pick, is a little bit disappointing, yes, but it's still valuable. Um, but at this point, you can't say that either. So uh, that's that's not good. Um, so he's gone from maybe potential starter to maybe now a backup swing tackle. Uh, you know, could he be that? I'm not sure. So he's my second. Don't, I didn't put up plays of him. I think I'll have plays of him in the future. Um, my first dud, again, is always going to be Gase, no matter how long I'm doing this. Even if Gase has a good game, I'm still going to say it's Gase because he's the worst coach in the NFL, never get another job again, and I cannot wait for him to not to stop coaching his team. Simple things. It's been talking point this whole week. Everybody's talked about it. I'm sure Michael K and WFAN, all these places have talked about this, so you don't need me to talk about it. I don't think that's why you guys really come to this show. This, this, is, this is more these topics, the Gase topics, about logins and Joe Douglas and Will Woody Johnson fire this guy. Those are the topics I like to bring up on the live streams um, because this is the, the film-centric stuff. This is for the diehards. This is for the people who really want to you know, either learn football learn about the Jets, or maybe they even know as much film as I do. Um, and they want, and they're huge Jets fans and they just don't have the time to break it down. That That's fine. Um, there's some people out there like that. I, I don't know if they watch the show who uh, are big film guys like that, but regardless, um, this is not what I'm going to talk about a lot, but Gase, every heard it. Loggins calls the plays that goes through Gase to the quarterback. So a lot of these, a lot of these, you know, the, the talk the last couple of weeks when he started calling plays against the Bills is, oh, he's calling plays, he's calling plays, he's calling plays. We hear the Patriots game. Okay, he took over the two-minute drive. Um, the two-minute drive sucked. Uh, Flacco threw an interception or whatever, which, they, thank God, king of the tank, Joe Flacco in that game. Um, so now it comes out that Gase has Loggins 
call the plays to Gase, and then Gase relays that to the quarterback because Gase said that there's some stuff that he could adjust or whatever. So basically, Loggins calls the plays, Gase gives it a thumbs up or thumbs down and either changes the call or whatever it may be, which again, in the NFL, that wastes time. Play clock is what, it starts at 40 seconds, 42 seconds, whatever the hell it is. Even if it just takes an extra three seconds for Gates to say, nah, not that play, I'm going to this play, just just those three seconds, that's less time for your offense to line up. Now, let's say, you know, they call play 25. Okay, it's now it's at, now it's at four, you know, 38 seconds, 37 seconds. Gates like, no, I really don't like the, that. The personnel looks like it's going to be heavy personnel. I'm going to go to play, you know, 16 and now it's from 37 to, to 31 and now you're getting guys guys lined up and they get lined up into the in, into where they're set and joe flacco sees them adjusting says oh shit no this isn't the right play i'm gonna audible it because that joe i'm assuming joe flacco audible plays but now it's too low now it's at 12 seconds and you're not gonna be able to get everybody to get lined up so you're gonna just have to go with a bad play whereas if logins call it in and you saw it 17 seconds left maybe you'd have time to change that play so it's like little things like that that can easily have had have uh that easily could be happening um in the jets offense and now is that a thing that's a a current on every play no but i'm saying that could happen um so the fact that that's happening is an absolute joke um before uh I believe there's a play in the, in the in the second half for like the fourth quarter when the Jets were driving where there's an incomplete pass and the Jets had to call a timeout after an incomplete pass, which obviously you want to save your timeouts for when the clock's actually running and you're trying to get back into the game. And there's also a play right before halftime where the Chargers called a timeout and then the Jets called a timeout after the Chargers called a timeout. Like you think you'd be ready after the Chargers called a timeout. You get 30 seconds to a minute, whatever. You'd think you'd be ready. Obviously, they weren't. They had to waste another one of their timeouts. So poor clock management, uh, piss poor leader, not a good play caller, doesn't adjust his offense, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> like, he's not going to be here in six weeks, <clears throat> which is like uh, why I'm not going to focus so heavily on it because it, it's, it's a waste of space because guess what? J- January 5th, it's not going to matter anymore. So this is why I want to spend more time more time talking about backup swing tackles on Adoga. He's going to be here next year, most likely. Lange, Hewitt, Mims, Q, Becton, Hall, you know, maybe Perriman, like those guys. Like, do I did I really care about the Bells and the McClendons and the DeSears? Um, no, it, it just doesn't mean anything. Those don't, they're not going to be here, and the Jets are competitive. And I do think the Jets will be competitive next year. Let, let me get that straight. $95 million in cap space, two first-round picks, two third-round picks. The next year after that, two first, tons of other picks, ton of room. The Dolphins went from being one of the worst teams in the NFL, the team that might not get a win, which were even worse than the Dolphins were last year, to a team right now who is, what, they're 6-4. Um, they're and four. They, sh- they, should, they should be 7-3, and three, but they lost to the Broncos. Um, but they're fighting for a wild-card spot after being the, the, one of the worst teams in the NFL last year. So the Jets get Lawrence. And Lawrence is that guy, and he is as good as Luck was, which Luck had his issues in year one as well, but he was still a good quarterback. If you have a, a, even a, a, a bottom, you know, whatever Lawrence is like, make sure, the 20th best quarterback with – you get Joe Tooney, you get Allen Robinson, you get a starting corner, you know, with the with – the, with the, uh, you know, with that uh, second first round pick, you get another receiver. Now you have Perryman, a first round wide receiver, Mims, Crowder. That second, that the thirty uh, third pick is a is a running back, and then the, the the third round picks are you know whatever and outside like whatever it is. The Jets can compete next year. Like I think I think the Jets, 
you know, and I'm, this is not my official prediction, but I think the Jets, you know, if, if they get everything right, if they get Lawrence, if they hire the right coach, if they get, you know, they do, they do all these things. I could easily see the Jets having seven, eight, nine wins next year. I'm not just, I don't think that's hyperbole. I, I think that's how much a good coach, a good quarterback, $95 million in cap space and a shit ton of draft picks can do in just a year. I, I really do think that. Um, so the future is much brighter now. They have to, the coaching uh, higher right. It, it, it has to be Douglas. It, it can't be, hey, you know what, Douglas, uh, you know, we really like you, but we really like John Horbaugh too. So now we're going to hire him. And, you know, that doesn't match up with, with uh, Douglas's, um, philosophy and now they're butting heads because Harbaugh is a strong-headed guy uh the Johnsons hired him because they love the name now they're now there's internal conflict with them and then they don't match up and then you know uh Douglas gets fired and then they they get the GM that that uh you know that Harbaugh wants and then it's two years down the line and now you know Harbaugh gets fired and now it's Lawrence learning another system like that's the stuff that cannot happen you know that's what I'm worried about so um, I'm really, really excited to see the coaching hire. Who's, who, who's it going to be? Um, a lot of people talk about the, the new bright offensive coordinators. I think that's, what's been done for a while. It's, it's the coordinators, it's the coordinators, it's the coordinators. Oh, it's, it's bulls. Oh, it's Rex is the hot guy. It's oh, well, well, Gase is a completely different story, but what I want first and foremost is a leader. That's what a head coach needs to be. And obviously offensive leader is is the best thing you can get because the only and, and the, the main reason I say that is because you don't want to you don't want let's say a defensive coach and then you bring in an offensive coordinator you know John Smith um John Smith is so good with Lawrence that he gets poached from the Jets in two years now Lawrence is learning another system that's why I don't I would I would lean more towards offense but first and foremost before offense before defense anything I want a leader you know the Matt Rule types um, who were leaders and turned programs around. So yeah, you know, these, these Bienemies and these Brady's and, and all these guys who, who, who sound great on paper because they're calling these offenses and offenses are great. And Bienemies is another story because, you know, he's with the Reed and he has the most talent in the, in the NFL, but regardless, all that's great. But then what happens when you have to manage the locker room, you have to manage the defense, you have to manage coaches, you have to answer to things. There's a lot more on your play as a head coach and just calling the offense. Those guys might be great co- offensive coordinator hires, but, you need a leader, you know, Harbaugh and with the, with the um, Ravens was a special teams guy, but he's a leader. That's what, that's what you need. Um, so that's what I want, you know, before anything. So whether that be Munkin or Matt Campbell or um, any one of these guys who are going to be leaders, maybe even Ben is a great leader, you know, and he brings an offensive guy, like whatever it may be. But uh, I, I want more of a proven guy who can turn around programs. And that's why I like the Campbells. That's why I like the rules. The, the guy from Northwestern, um, is apparently a big time leader that they're, that they're talking about right now, who the Jets are apparently poking around, which is a positive. You know, it's not about the guy's name from Northwestern. It's the fact that the, the, apparently, and again, the sources aren't great on that one, but if the Jets are poking around for offensive or for coaches, that's, that's giving you a little bit of uh, comfort in knowing that they're going to be firing Gase. Moving on to the studs, sorry to get on that tangent, but I, I, again, I, you know, it's easy to say, okay, let's, let's think of the five best offenses in the league last year. Okay, the Ravens. Oh, yeah, you know, I always blank on his name. Um, Roman and now they're having problems. They're having problems. Or Bienemy, or you know the guy from the Rams. He's an offense corner. That's a good offense. Or you know the next best offense. Oh, let's get that guy. Again, easy to say that to 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 want that offensive coordinator, but it's not. It's not that easy of a transition. It's not a good offensive coordinator could be a terrible a terrible coach. And and this is this this is this really just applies more to to, to coordinators because the best examples the Jets have done twice. Rex Ryan was an elite defensive coordinator for the Ravens. 
he fizzled out because he wasn't a head coach. He wasn't head coach material. He just wasn't. Todd Bowles, great defensive coordinator at the Cardinals. Great now after he got fired with the Buccaneers. Was he head coach material? No, he wasn't. So, you know, the coordinators who are great at their at their craft, um, calling plays and things like that, setting up the offense it, is great, but it doesn't mean you're going to be a good, 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 uh, a good head coach. I just want people to, to, to know that. So um, that's where I come from. You know, so so these young guys, these these the, the, the Joe Brady's who are 32 years old or whatever, is he a leader of men? I, I have no idea, which is why that would be a scary hire to me. That's a huge boomer bust type of signing. Um, but going on to the studs, um, I cheated. I'm not going to lie. I cheated. Usually we have three. Three studs, three duds. I'm going with four studs. You know why? Because it's my goddamn show, and that's what I want. Because I couldn't decide who I wanted in here. My fourth stud of the game, minus the PFF numbers, whatever the other numbers are out here, might not agree with me. I don't give a shit because I saw what I wanted to see out of this guy. Um, that's Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall is my fourth stud of the game. Did he get beat for six six catches for 50 yards and a, whatever it was? I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm, I'm again. Process versus results. It's a guy who's a fifth round pick who was injured last year um, for his like entire college season, had no preseason, had no training camp, had no mini camp, just getting on the field in his first start. And he's matching up against guys like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and did not look terrible. Yes, that's good enough for, for his first start. That, that's great. And it's not that he didn't look terrible. There was times where you see the aggression. He blew up screens. He stayed square. He stayed square. That, that's, 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 that's huge. How many times do I get on people for not saying square? You know, and he, and he did that. And, and he uses length and he uses physicality. You know, um, he, he contested catches versus Keenan Allen. He contested catches versus Mike Williams. You know, a, a good one-two punch in the league. Um, in his first start, in, in his second game, where again, he didn't play in over a year. And he had no training camp, had nothing. Um, I was very impressed, very, very impressed with him. Again, relative to expectations. If this is how good Hall is ever going to be, I'll be disappointed. But again, for his first game, you know, you have to be impressed. So um, I want people to, you know, I, I kind of preface this stuff because I, I know there's idiots out there. Oh my God, you know, this is how good you think he's going to be. No, it's his first freaking game. It's like people saying Becton is going to be one of the a top five tackles in the league. Is he right now? He's not. But guys progress. And, and for Hall to look as good as he did in his first start, regardless of numbers, um, I was ecstatic. You know, and by the way, not the best facial hair. I've seen worse, but we have like no shave October, November, December. I had to go to a couple of classes in October, so I had to shave it. That's why I was clean shaven for a little bit, but um, we don't shave for like three months at where I work. So uh, I know it's not the best. Don't, don't think I'm growing it because I think I look cool. It's just, it, it's kind of, it, 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 you know, kind of has to be done, but at least it connects. You know, some guys can't connect. Some guys can't grow anything. So it's a, it's, it's like a, it's like a, like a C minus goatee, but that's, that's what I got. So at least it's not a D or an F, you know, it is what it is. I, I don't, I didn't have the best, uh, best traits passed down to me from my parents. There's a couple things I can name. My hands are always sweaty. It's weird when you interview. I don't have to think I don't really have to interview anymore, but it's weird when you get a little bit nervous to shake people's hands who are important. I got a big ass head. You can see it on right here. My last name is Blewett. I don't have the best 
I don't have the best uh, facial hair. Like, you know, I started from the bottom, now I'm here, you know, type deal, like like Drake would say. But uh, yeah, so to, to get off shitting on myself, um, let's watch Bryce Hall. <laughs> Try to make it a little bit personable. Try to get to know you guys or you guys get to know me. Uh, it, it To be completely honest, like people, you get used to it. I've been podcasting for a while, but it is weird to just be sitting in a room talking to a computer you know that i that thousands of people watch uh i just see the little green light and that's like everybody watching like it gets kind of weird but uh not that well but it's it's so funny like it's it sucks for jets content creators because there are the diehards hards out there but like the first episode and we're starting a new website too have be that considered but like jet nation radio I'll, I'll use that as an example or i'll even use this one our highest i ever got on that i believe was sixteen thousand uh listens in a show and that was in the off season, like free agency, whatever it was. And I have, I, I can prove that if I need to. Um, and then you get into like, let's say the first week of the season and the first week of the season is like 6,000 listens. And then from 6,000, they lose, they lose, they lose. You're looking at week four. Now it's 2000 and they keep losing and they look like shit. Now it's, now it's 800. You know, even this, this stream, like first week is like 2000 views, 3000 views on the bills game. Next week was like 1,500. Now it's like 800 to 1,000, you know? So I, I get it. People aren't as interested. They don't care about me, watching me break down Flacco and stuff like that. So the people who do stick around, I, I appreciate you. I definitely do. Um, numbers will start going up. Uh, the website will start doing better. We'll start having more things on the website where you have the app, where you have a bunch of stuff. So uh, I really do appreciate the people who stick around uh, for sure. So um, make sure you do the live stream, call and stuff, those, those type of people. Again, with what I do with Marcus, I'm not going to do a lot of call-ins because we could talk forever about football. So I don't want to kill that time. Even with Kyle, I could talk to him for hours and hours and hours. But I do want to give at least one show a month to to interact. Uh, Hall, click and close. And I'm, I apologize for the last time me and Kyle did it. It, it was not a something was wrong where we could not get calls. Like people were calling in, and it just would not let us take them. Top of the screen, they go three by one with the Y ISO on, on the backs or uh, on the uh, on the boundary side. Hall, whether this be whether this be film study, and he noticed he, he knows when the three by sets when he's off the line of scrimmage that this usually leads to um, a bubble screen or or what it or what it may be. Um, I do like how he's so quick to to click and close right here and notice this, and obviously he's he's communicating with the safety. Um, whether it be he thinks it's a screen, whatever it might be, but he's in a cover too. So he, he's a, he's a cloud corner. So he knows he has help over the top. So he could definitely be more aggressive, whether it's, whether it's shooting downhill and they fake the screen, they go over the top. He has his back over the top. So if this was a cover, a cover three where he was a deep third, I wouldn't like this as necessarily as much. I wouldn't like to see him be so aggressive until he sees the ball actually thrown, but because he has some help over the top, he's, he is afforded the opportunity to be a little bit more aggressive. So he sees the screen coming here like he shoots out here he sees these guys coming to block him he sees the quarterback he sees the uh i can't tell where his eyes are exactly they are inside so i don't know if he's looking at the wide receiver's body language or herbert regardless he sees it coming wherever he's looking at which which both of the correct keys he looks like he's going to load it up and he's looking back to the ball he shoots the 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 gap right here between the two receivers takes him down this is like early into his career i am ex like listen Again, it sucks. The Jets are losing. But the young guys and how they're playing, even P. Ryan a little bit this game improved. Now he's hurt, of course. He's on IR. But Hall, in my studs. Becton is in my studs. Quinn Williams, is he in my studs? Maybe. He is. You know, these guys are young and they're playing well. 
you know, and that's exciting. The the Mims, the Beckthans, the Halls, the you know, the Quinn and Williams out there um, are going to be the long term pieces. So it, you know, at least at least it's not a year of the Jets playing bad, and the young guys are not playing well. You know, Beckton is is underperforming. Hall still on the on the field. Um, Mims has like you know four catches through through three games. Like it's not like that. So at least be happy with that stuff and. Again, I'm hyping up Bryce Hall because I like the film that he showed at Virginia and his first start, I was really impressed. I, he's he's going to do nothing but get better. Now, in terms of his game, he definitely was a little bit too hoppy. Um, obviously, he's more balance in his back pedal, a little, bit more, a little bit more patience. He was definitely a little bit jumpy and uneasy, and he's a little bit um, like jerky, like he wasn't as fluid as I wanted to see him. Um, but overall, again, I'm showing a lot of plays from him, but uh, this is great. I think he's looking at Justin Herbert now from this view. So he sees Justin Herbert, snap the ball, turn his shoulders, and he he shoots. That's exactly what happens. He's looking at Herbert. You can see it. Reading Herbert, he's a cloud. He's he's a flexibility to do that. He sees it coming. Fires. Tackle. Awesome. It's great. You, you, you don't play that better than that. That's that's exactly how you want to play that. No other comment. That's that's all you need. Four. All rep on Williams, Huff, John Franklin Myers. Okay. So um, this is another this is another scenario where it's a cover um, cover two man. So he's going to play in trail right here um, because he has the help over the top. Now for Marcus May, I would I would like to see him a little bit more over the top right here. I don't like how he's leveraging himself right here because if he were to be get beat quicker, um, this is a pretty soft spot. So yeah, he has the ability to play over the, over the top if it is a deep ball. But if he, if this is more of a quick hitter because he was beat more off the line or beat quicker off the line, um, I don't love May's position to be completely honest. So um, Hall does get aggressive. Again, he stays square. Novel freaking concept. Look at this. You see Jets corner so much in the past, and if you've been watching the show for years, how how quickly the guys are open their hips? Literally immediately. Williams stems him inside. I would like to see him stay a little, maybe a little bit more, a little bit more patient with his feet and stay square and and not react so hard to the inside because he does get the outside. And if anything, I would like to see him with a little bit more. So again, criticisms. I don't, I, and this has to be a Greg Williams thing because the Jets cover two corners play way too much with inside leverage and they play way too, and there's also a certain technique where they do where they're playing like five yards inside of the alignment of the outside receiver and then they, and then they drop back, which is weird. Like they, they do some weird stuff with their cover too. Um, but again, I would see him at least out, you know, again, I don't know if it's coaching, I don't know if it's him, but I want to see him outside and, and stay a little more patient outside, jam him inside and funnel him into, um, May, which makes it easier for him. But again, I want to see May a little bit more over the top. Um, and again, they, they, you know, disguise, they, they're disguising this. So um, you don't want to see him, you know, necessarily over the top and just give away the cover two initially. But at the same time, um, he needs to get into the exit angle quickly to over the top. Um, he's a little bit too patient right there, just, just staying a little bit too far inside. But Hall does stay square a little bit too far inside, but is able to get back outside, gets his hands on. And it's right underneath him in trail. 
Now, could this have been played a little, you know, a little bit better again with the outside leverage, um, not reacting so hard to the inside with that inside when with when he is when he is inside, you know, if that is what he's being coached. Um, yes. But overall, again, stays square, gets his hands on, is in trail, has Marcus May over the top and and matches um um him down the field. Now we're now we're looking at uh, Huff and John Franklin Myers on this play too. Huff again, has, he's been a little more quiet these last couple of games, but again, you know, up and down. He, he's an undrafted guy, but if he's making any impact at all, it's a positive. He's he's looking better than Zuniga out there. Who Zuniga, I didn't really talk about a lot in this game, but to touch on him quickly, there was way too much of him just leaning into tackles with a bull rush, and that was it. That's all. His moves weren't there. He was just trying to bull rush the entire game. It just did not work. Um, but Hall's making somewhat of an impact, so he gets chipped by the tight end. Rushes towards the left tackle. The offensive linemen for the for the Chargers were bad, to be honest. But rushes towards him, plants hard on the right. The, I don't know what the tackle is doing here. If he's if he's anticipating the bull rush, which is way too early to to hop back like this when he's inside leverage of you like this and over the top because he usually shoot inside of you right here. So the the left tackle did a terrible job with his footwork right here, like absolutely awful. So he's already off balance. Um, Huff kind of feels that double swipe and gets inside. So decent job by him. And then, um, John Franklin Myers, man, like he's, he's exciting for the future too. Again, didn't completely win here, but rushes towards him. Gives him a little one, two. Like he's going to cross his face to freeze his feet, which he does freeze the feet. Double swipe doesn't land completely cleanly. Double swipe and, uh, almost gets to the quarterback. Plays done right there. Oop, not sharing it. Hall coverage on Williams. All right. Again, he got beat here. But did he get beat to to where he's 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 five yards off, and you know um, he got completely roasted? No, like this is the catch that they're having to make for him. Again, expectations. Do you want to see him completely shut this down in, in a year or two? Yeah, sure. That's not what's going to happen right now. So the one again, one tiny criticism is I don't want to see him angle his hips off right here. He he does open his hips up a little bit too soon, but he doesn't completely open the gate. He angles off. It's a little bit different than completely opening up, obviously. Full open versus like a half open. I also would just like to see his hands a little bit higher. Um, and again, a little bit of no man's line or two yards off, but it's okay. Just cr tiny criticisms. Outside leverage, he shuffles pretty patient with his feet right here. He starts to open, he starts to run. Gets his right hand into the bicep onto the shoulder area on the bicep there. Williams defeats that hand. He gets the hand back on. Williams breaks back to the ball. He does a good job getting his right hand onto him again, slingshotting himself. You talk, I always talk about slingshotting, get your hand back on, because obviously if you're not getting your hand on right here, for him to turn completely around is going to be a lot harder than if you use that point of contact. You know, you're going you're to power through that arm. That arm, obviously, it's like a break for your body. You know, so he's using that break to get, him, to get his hips around quicker. Looks to go back to the ball, and it's just perfect. It's, a, it, it's just perfect timing. Actually, the first timing would be like the ball arriving here, but still, 
slingshots, gets right onto his ass, and the ball is just right where Hall can't get it. So, yeah, did he get beat here? Yes, but look how freaking close he was. This is this is Mike Williams. Like he's a good receiver when he's healthy. He's a he's a I don't know if he's had a thousand yards, but this is how he has to beat him. It's not in a hands catch. It hits him, you know, in the chest and the and, you know right, yeah right in the left pec area, and he's beat. So this is how close it was versus other corners that we've seen in the past years. This this would have been you know a, a wide open catch and a catch and run. You know, so you have to factor that stuff in. At least I do. And not being biased towards the the young guys, and just to say they all played great because, um, I don't do that. I think you guys know that at this point. I don't think I have to vouch for myself. If you young guys are gonna suck, they're gonna suck. I, I don't like Buzz Austin. Would I like to say come out here and say, "Oh, he's great," and this is this is great about him? Yes, but it's not how he's been playing. All right, Hall versus Allen, bottom. Okay. Again, holy shit. Like, he's actually on, guys. Now, he's playing at a different level. Um, hold on, let me see something. So, they are in man coverage. If I don't... When guys are in, in tight alignments like this, another receiver, tight end, running back, whatever it may be, typically defenders in man coverage would play at, at different levels just to guard against pick routes and things like that. Um, they're at the same level. So, if they are going to play the same level, I would like to see them at least get a little bit farther up here. Again, I, I want to see that cushion eaten up. Um, pre-snap, but stay square. Look at this. This is just what we talk about. Stay square. Allen Sims inside, but he stays square. He doesn't open up immediately. Then Sims outside. Hall gets his hands on. Look at that. Keenan Allen runs a um, a stop route, a, a comeback. Yeah, there's so many freaking names that people call them. You know, s- stops, sits, snags, sticks. Uh, well, snags are a little bit different. Curls, comebacks, whatever. Um, if it's breaking outside, this thing's coming back. I, I call this a comeback. So he runs a short comeback. Hall again, square, square, square. Shuffle inside a little bit. He breaks outside, hands on, matches him, and is, is in his hip. He breaks back to the ball, and look, Hall is on him. Now, now, if this was perfect timing, you know, could this have been a completion? Yeah, but that's tight enough coverage. Ball is too far outside, and it's uh, incomplete. So good job right there. Now, could he have played this a little bit better? Um, yeah, he would He would have got hands-on before he opened. He would have got hands-on, then opened. But that's kind of because of he's playing that no-man's land. He's kind of put in a tough position. But again, this is, you know, argue with your couch, but Allen's a top 20 receiver easily, top 15, maybe top 10. He's, he's one of the best. He's easily a top 10 route runner in the league, even very easily. If he was like as explosive as Julio Jones, he'd easily be a top five guy. His route running is very, very good. So he's sticking with a guy who's one of the best receivers in the NFL. It works. Works for me. I don't know if it works for you guys. This is why I had to put him in here. Uh, three more plays a hole. All contest out. Okay. Bottom of the screen. <clears throat> Again, the Jets are big fans of if your guy plays in a spot, he's in a spot. So he's filling he's filling the Desir role and he's filling the Austin role. I don't know why they do that, but 
And look at that. <laughs> off coverage. You know, he's a good seven yards off. You know, that's fine with me. Seven to 10 yards off. You're playing an off. I'm good with that. He's an off coverage. He gets into his back pedal. He angles his, his hips off a little bit, but this isn't, this isn't like a shuffle technique where he's actually shuffling. He is just angling his hips off because he's outside leverage. Um, and, and he has inside help. You don't, I don't, I don't love any of their hips like this because it does make it harder to get back to the ball. But if you are outside enough leverage and you, and you trust yourself to get back outside, it's okay. So outside leverage, he's in a shuffle. He sees the break coming. Look, his eyes are, his eyes are on the receiver. You can see the receiver's break coming right here. Obviously you can see him start bending his body. He, he breaks. He's quick to throw that T-step. Look, to your quarter step. I can't really see exactly how the foot's aligned, but to your quarter step sinks into it. Look how low his hips are. Working off of the instep. Good angle to, to, the, to the near shoulder. Now it's eyes on the ball. Undercuts it. Plays the ball, plays the hands, incompletion. Does he? Does he? Uh, it's a little bit grainy. Yeah, the Chargers, like, I don't know what it was. Their, some of their film was a little bit grainy, but hits off of his hands, but obviously a really tough catch. But look at this. Like, again, I'm impressed. You know, he's playing some of these routes better than big corners have played routes minus pool in, in, in years as outside guys for the Jets. I'm not just saying that. Like, legitimately, like, staying square, being patient. Like, again, there are some things he could have fixed that I, that I discussed before, but patience. You see how he's not completely opening up? Like you see, he was, he's not in panic mode. Low. Shoulders over his hips. He starts to go to, to open up deep, but he sees the break coming right there. It's a speed out. He sees it. Break near uh, upfield shoulder. Undercuts. Plays it. <laughs> Moving on. <clears throat> Is that 48? Yeah, it's 48. So we got 56, 57 left of Hall. Hall versus Allen. Again, good test, right? Your first start, you're playing against Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. It's pretty awesome. Again, like this is this is good stuff. Um I see him a little bit tighter to the line. Just a little bit. The ball's at the 25 line of scrimmage. So you'll see it a little bit tighter. A little bit that no man's land, but false step, which is fine. Um, some again, some teachers, some coaches teach false steps. It's so natural for your feet to want to move once the guy starts moving. So some some coaches will teep, uh, teach like a kick or people actually call it a kick step. Um, false step is when you don't want to do it, but a kick step with either your left or your right. Um, and it's just to kind of keep yourself square. So kick step to the outside stays completely square. Allen stems outside. He angles off a little bit, but shuffles shuffle. Look at this shuffle. I <laughs> talk about it so much hands on stays on the hip, stays on the hip, stays on the hip. He runs a curl. And he completely sticks it because he's because he didn't open he didn't open up too early. Um, he he you know he angled off a little bit, and again pre snap alignment seemed a little bit tighter, but <clears throat> stays square. Shuffles then opens <clears throat> as he shuffles and he commits to the outside. 
not too early. Perfect. That's perfect. That's fine with me. They could have got on a shuffle and said a little bit more square. Maybe, but he starts to stem outside. So he angles off outside. It's fine. Get your hands on, match the stem, get physical in the stem. He breaks back. I don't know if he slingshots or not, but he matches it because he does not in full panic books. He has, he has his hands on. Holy shit. What a novel concept. <clears throat> Herbert tries to fit the ball in. Hall plays it. Incompletion. I think he should have been higher. He should have only, you know what? Yeah. Oh, I'll show my last play. Based on watching this and explaining this, he should have probably, I would say, easily been my number one or two stud. Now that I'm watching this, based on, again, expectations, first game against Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. I think he should probably have been number one. You know, like that's, that's again, numbers six for seven, 50 yards, whatever it was. I don't care. This is great. I can't tell. His eyes are inside here. Now there's some Jets quarterbacks. As soon as the ball is snapped, they panic and freaking would run back here and they'd already be, they'd already, they'd already be to the 45 yard line at midfield. <laughs> he stays patient. He's reading the, 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 um, the, re- the receiver. He sees the receiver on the, on the smoke route. Sees it. Confirms it. Ball is out. He's not just getting faked. He's so quick to hit it that the, the, that the right tackle is not able to, to get out and block him because of his recognition. They're, they were banking on, on him not biting on this so quick, getting the tackle out, blocking him, and then Keenan Allen running for a first down uh, with Yak because he shot it so quick. It, he, he gets a tackle for loss. He's in his first NFL start. I'm impressed. I, I'm excited to talk about Hall. He, he's my number one stud. Yeah, he's my number one stud. First, first game. I, I, I put him at four by mistake after watching this. My number three stud, who's really my number four stud, <laughs> because Hall is my number one. Um, my number four stud of the game is Becton. Um, let's see. Played pretty well. Um, again, there's things that he can improve on. I, I think he's a top 15, top 10 left tackle right now. Great. That's, that's, that's freaking fantastic. I need to, I need to stay a little bit more healthy and I need to improve on some technical things, <clears throat> but overall I'm happy for sure. I, I think he will be the top five left tackle pending health. A good thing. It's like, it, it, I would be more worried if it's, if it was the knees, ankles, hips, things like that, that have been um, hind- or hindering him. The, the first uh, couple of, you know, the first half season, first 10 weeks of his, of his career, he's been out a couple games, been taken out of some games, et cetera. It, it's been short. It's been a shoulder. So I'm not as, I'm not as concerned with that. Cause again, it's not a weight bearing, uh, you know, joint or whatever. So it's, you know, hopefully obviously gets healed, but it mostly start getting a lot of knees, knee issues. That's that would be concerning run block. Okay. They run a mid zone. By the way, I saw something brought up on Reddit. Somebody was saying that outside zone, the aiming points like 10 yards outside the tackle. You could not be more wrong for, for people who are in that. I don't know if people are in that chat, listen to the show or not, but 
the aiming point of outside zone is is the like the outside foot of the tackle. Wide zone is if there's like imaginary tight end. Um, so let's say there's like a set, like, you know, if, if the tight end is here, that's the aiming point on a wide zone. The aiming point is on the zone play is never at 10 yards outside the tackle. Cause I was talking about P Ryan and him and him not cutting back. Um, your aiming point is the outside foot of the tackle. And if that's getting clogged, then your eyes go to the B gap and then so far inside, they can go inside. So people said, Oh, you cannot cut back on inside zone. That is so false. So false. That's not true. And if you need, if you need me to, I send you freaking articles and stuff like that on how people coach inside zones and the reads. And it's usually one, two. And if he's blocked up, it's, it's one, two. So if it's, if, if your reads are one, two and it's outside leverage, outside leverage and the defense pursuing hard to the outside, guess what you do? You, you, you cut back through the, the B, the A, the backside A, like that's the benefit of zone. There's no zone play where it's okay. You have to sprint to the outside, no matter what that's, that's false. Absolutely false. But People who are listening to this might not know what I'm talking about, but I, I, I saw that thread um, because my film got attached to it. So uh, this is like a, and again, mid and outside is so similar. Like people have like, and some people do it too simply where it's like, where it's like tight inside, outside. But like, I, I do like six different types of zone where it's like belly tight inside is like typically like I, and different coaches can teach you different ways, but like most inside zones that I see are like outside foot of the guard or inside foot of the tackle, that B gap mid, um, mid is actually more right to the ass of the, of the tackle outside is the outside foot of the tackle. And then wide is to the outside foot of the imaginary tight end after the tight end there. So I guess you really say tight is like, um, tight is like a B is, or inside is like tight B. And then mid is like loose B to, to C where outside is definitely always C. And you could tell by like some of the ways like the tackles and the guards try to get leverage, like, you know, inside, if, if there's a guy who's going to shoot the inside, they'll take him to the inside. Um, or if he goes outside, they'll take him outside because that's the, the running back's primary read where if like you are running an outside zone or a wide zone and there's a guy outside of the tackle, they really need to try to get to the outside of him because that is the aiming point. But Again, different different story for a different day, but I would say mid zone is is typically like ass of the tackle to inside hip of the tackle, where inside is more um, ass of the guard to 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 inside or to outside foot of the guard. But continuing mid outside zone right here, Becton zero step that he loves stays square to the line of scrimmage. Um, extends good, good timing on Bosa. Again, this is Bosa who was just paid like the highest defensive end contract in the NFL or, or one of them gets his hands on. Now this is a positive. I don't, I don't know if he's getting taught or he's watching his film or whatever, but he doesn't just try to throw him right here. You see, how he maintains contact and runs through it. This is what I, this is what I want to see more of. And look now Bosa is not able to get in on tackle. There are plays that um, uh, again, back then will improve. He will get better. And this is this is a play of just one of them. Plays early in the season, I would see him take him right here, use circular force, and throw him, and then and then try to re-engage. Where then where then Bosa would get thrown off, plant, see the running back cutting inside, get into the B gap and tackle him. Like you'd see that. Now gets his hands on, uses that circular force, but keeps his hand on, and now runs him outside instead of trying to throw him, then re-engage him. He tries to maintain that contact, which he does opening the hole for um, Gore 
to get inside and get, you know, whatever, whatever it was, seven, eight yards, whatever. But good play by him maintaining contact. I really like that. And he needs to keep doing that. But that's exactly what I've been talking about. Exactly. Back then block, P. Ryan runs. So this is both good. Good by both these guys. Is this for the touchdown? No, this wasn't for the... Was this for a touchdown? Yeah, this for a touchdown. So... They run a inside zone. Now, people, this may this may look like it, like odd, just because of these guys like blocking back. But when you have when you have an inside zone to the left and they don't have anything over top or to the to the to the uh, play side, they're going to block back. So that's a misconception about zone is that they always have to move to the side. No, if there's nothing there, why are they going to move to the side? And make this a, a hard reach block for the center. Like they're going to combo. He's going to block back. That's exactly what happens. They insert him a little bit right here just to, just to help Becton. Uh, Becton does a really, really, really good job right here. B-gap is opened. Um, B-gap is open. Or sorry, yeah, the, the B... B gap is opened. Now Becton wants to climb because he knows this guy is handled. He knows that he has uh, Herndon right here, but he doesn't want to shoot up field and have Herndon get completely blown up and and cross his face into the C into the C gap. So he wants to stay square. He does. He he roots his feet. He runs his feet. Gets his hands on while he has his eyes to the linebacker. He sees the linebacker come to shoot downhill. Again, really, really good job staying patient, staying square. Hands on to Bosa. They're obviously, you know, aiming for that that B gap, attacking it. Back then wants to protect it. Square, hand on. Let's Herndon get in good position. Sees the linebacker climbing, releases, hands on. P Ryan does a good job pressing the line of scrimmage. Seeing the linebacker come downhill on the inside shoulder of Becton, bounces it outside. Obviously, sees this guy, and then has to shoot up field. But good athleticism again for a guy who's you know people say he's not really athletic. I think he's a decent athlete. He's 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 no, you know he's not Adrian Peterson with his jump cuts in his prime. But this is a good cut right there. Look at that, bang. Good stuff. Good decisiveness by him. Good job reading the leverages right here. Good job reading this. You're not going to be able to get all the way outside. Obviously, he can't. He, he's not a kangaroo. He's not going to be able to hop from here to here. Then he's then there's an uncovered guy or a guy who's free. So, knows he has to plant. Shoots upfield. Breaks a leg tackle. Good contact balance. Touchdown for P. Ryan. Good job. All right, moving on. Becton block draw.
really similar situation on this draw where he wants to root his feet, help the tight end who's working off of his hip on the combo, the combo block between the tight end and, the, and uh, him. Again, he doesn't want to just release right up field because now again, if the draw, you know, draws more of an inside run. So if he gets his face crossed, the, the run is pretty much screwed. So good job by Beckton. Rooting his feet, but staying square for the second level. He reads the 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 linebacker. No, uh, again, this is Melvin Ingram. Now it's not no no it's no scrub. Square, hand on. Actually, sorry, two hands on. Lands his hand on, then lands his other hand on. Shoves him backwards while staying completely square to the linebacker. Fantastic. Let's Griffin get in his spot. This is fantastic. These last two plays are really good. Square, 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 square. Gets that contact. Eyes immediately go to the second level. He's, there's no, there's no, there's not wasted time with his eyes right here. Shoves him, which obviously helps Griffin get in great position. And he's still got his hand on him as he's climbing to the linebacker, taking advantage of that, of that length. Hands on, buries him. Now obviously, he, you know, uh, what is it called? Um, Lewis can't, can't, you know, get a drive his guy or anything like that, but still really good play by Becton. And obviously gets his legs rolled up on or ran on, whatever, and he falls to the ground. But it's a really, really good block by him. Fan and uh, Becton blocks. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. By the way, by the time you're listening, to it, well, it's going to come up on Wednesday night. But happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Don't be stupid. Two things. One, I think it's the highest DWI day in the in the year. So people are out there looking for it because football, eating, people are going to be drinking. Don't be a jackass and drink and drive. Just don't be stupid. It, people who get DWIs nowadays are so dumb. There's literally a th- there's a bu- you open your phone, which you have in your hand always. You hit an app. You wait five minutes and a car comes and gets you. It's called Uber. If you haven't heard about it, you live under a rock, but I just told you. So don't be stupid. Um, one. And two, if you are driving sober back from, which we should be, if you're driving sober back from wherever you're coming from, you're on the parkway, you're on I-95, whatever, just watch out for drunk drivers too. Be a little bit more cautious when you're driving. Stop signs, headlights, you know, starting to come towards you. Uh, red lights. Don't try to run the yellows. Like, be a little bit more cautious. People don't. People are always. People. Well, my profession. So it's it's always uh, uh, not not here any or not. What is it like? Not not my townville or whatever. But like, everything's. It's not going to be them. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be me. There's thousands of people who die every year by drunk drivers, by getting hit by drunk drivers. And it's usually the drunk people who live because their body's so relaxed because they don't even know that they're getting about to get in an accident. Your body's more relaxed in a car accident. You don't die as much as when you're tensed up. It's just, it just happens like that. Um, we've had in my town, drunk drivers turn onto the wrong lane of the highway where they're going on red light. They're supposed to go into the, obviously to the immediate lane. They turn too far into a, into an oncoming lane are driving in the oncoming lane around a curve, two cars smack, drunk driver lives, uh, sober guy dies or family or whatever, whatever the hell it was. I forget, but be cautious. Um, not to bring everybody down, but, uh, if you are that asshole who's drinking and driving, I have no respect for you. Um, but I want to tell the sober people out there to please watch out for that. Cause it's a very, very, very high drinking and driving day tomorrow. Um, fan back then blocks. 
Um, so they run a counter OF right here. So you have Becton. Um, hold on. You have Becton and uh, Lewis on the on the down. You have um, Clark on the down, and then you also have uh, what is it called? Fant, who's stepping in for the pulling guard. So I'll go from I'll go from Fant's perspective first. Um, Fant, why he's stepping down, he doesn't getting hands on, is because this guy, the uh, the the left guard or sorry, the right guard is obviously vacating this, you know, his, his initial alignment. So he has to step down to guard against this B gap because he doesn't want to just step to his guy um, because then, the, then, then this gap is wide open. So he wants to step down to assist um, McGovern, who's blocking back to 93. So really good job of staying patient, getting his hands on while staying square to his threat because he doesn't want to stay completely square to him because then his hips are not in a position to flip around and get to Bosa. So he wants to step down while getting his hips square. So he gets his hips square, hands on, gets his hands on Bosa, and he just has to, he pretty much just has to hold up Bosa on the backside. So great job handling that. Becton um, obviously wants to create a ton of movement. But they're, they're aiming um, for the, – for, they're going off of his ass. So he wants to block down, create a ton of movement. He he uses a gallop technique, right? Uh, the the initial foot towards the threat, power off of that. The other step, it almost looks like a skip. Gallop, hand onto the a little bit above the hip, drives. He he just he just moved this guy, you know, two three yards inside. So, good play by both those guys. Becton planted, okay. Again, with the with the uh, the good stuff, I always put the bad stuff too. Um, he got absolutely drilled on this play. Um, really run this like crack toss, and, and he and he pulls, he pulls like arc block, he pulls the arc block. Perryman does a fantastic linebacker was from Miami. Miami does an absolutely fantastic job just blowing him up. Lowers his shoulder completely behind his shoulder is lower than Becton, and pops Becton and you do not see Becton in the air like this a lot. But the reason being is because Perryman full speed lowers his shoulder into Becton where Becton is, um, he doesn't really get his full body behind this block because obviously um, he's already running to the outside and this is really just more upper body. You can see his hips are pointed outside. So he kind of just lowers his shoulder into him while his hips are going to the outside. So he's not fully committed. He's not fully under this block. So that's why he gets popped in the air. If they were going Head on head, there's absolutely no way this would happen. But because his momentum is going outside more and turns his turns his body body to him, where Perryman's completely running through him, that's why he gets popped in the air. So in his defense, that's what happens. Um, but still, it's you know you don't want that to happen. You know, so Perryman, hell of a play, dude. Like you didn't you didn't get in on it, but you took out the lead blocker and planted a guy who's 365 pounds, 370, and he is rightfully pumped after it. Beckton already has that that you know these the Chargers players these players the the Dolphins are watching these plays on Beckton and no Beckton's gonna try to let him up and those guys with that alpha mindset are gonna go back at Beckton. Um, which is fine. Thirty. Okay, I got five more plays of him. Twenty nine, thirty seven. Beckton fan blocks. Okay, so a lot of fans is in here with Beckton.
Okay, so we'll start with Fant. Again, another situation where he's on a he's on a combo. Um, he's on a, he's on a combo with the, with the, the tight end. He's the high leg, as I say it. Um, postman high leg. High leg is literally going to have the high leg. He's going to 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 engage. This guy's going to going to kind of scoop underneath of him, take over the block while he climbs. That's exactly what happens. Patient feet, square to his threat to the second level, drops his shoulder into him, hands on, climbs, drops his shoulder into into uh, into Perryman. Now again, this play does not work for for other reasons. Um, Seventy one does a really good job anchoring down, you know, etc. But I'm just looking at Fant, and the play does not work out. He's not able to maintain his block. He's not able to to maintain his block. This is blown up a little bit. He's not able to maintain his block, and that's why. But he does a good job getting his guy out of there because obviously, if he's running off of his ass, yeah, he spins off him. But if he's where he's supposed to be, boom, he's running upfield. Um, Beckton just wants to kick his guy out. Good job with the uh, the the patient feet right here. Stay square to his guy. Hands on, drives him out. So good job by Beckton. Good job by Fant. Continuing on. Okay. I don't know why I said it like that. But thirty-seven thirty-nine. Again, exciting stuff for the young guys. Like these these plays from Beckton. Hall, you know, the two guys I'm about to show after this too. Young, 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 young. It, it was, it's fantastic. Beckton block. Okay. Again, really good job with his patience this game. They run a tight zone split. Split, tight zone. He's a, he's a Van Roten's not gonna try to reach or anything like that because it's not it's not an outside mid zone where he's gonna try to reach him. He's gonna let him define himself, stay on that B, that B gap because this is his read. If he if he's gonna stay here, he's just he's gonna hit the A. So the aiming point is really like the uh, obviously the inside um, of the of the guard right here. Beckton works to the second level, obviously knowing that it has a high uh, variancy of cutting back. So he's in a he's in a, it's designed where he's gonna get to the second level, gets his hands on, assist Lewis. Square, 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 square. Finds his threat. Obviously, McGovern climbs too. McGovern climbs right to his threat, gets his hands on. Good job by Gr Griffin has improved his run blocking this year, FYI. Um, him and Herndon have improved their blocking. Just again, little tiny thing, but him overall, all the tight ends, Herndon, Griffin, uh, Wesco all improved their blocking. Good job inside shoulder to the to, or, in, or outside to the inside. Beckton square, then climbs, hands on. He climbs, and look, all good leverage. You love, you love this. This is probably a little bit of a payback to, to Perryman, but square, hand on, finds Perryman, throws him, boom. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like getting planted a couple plays before that. Uh, where am I at? 39? Is this a Beckton play? I don't think this is a Beckton play.
Okay. I'm pretty sure, uh, Han. No, this is in the wrong spot. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. Hold on. Where should that be? Um, I don't know if that's going to be in there again, but I'm going to put it at, I'm going to place it there. 44 Becton Drive Ingram. There's a fruit fly in my room. I don't know if you guys can see it on my, on my screen, but it's driving me crazy. Uh, da, 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 da. Again, contact, contact, good. Zero step, square, gets outside. He arm overs. Uh, good job. Good job with the, the club arm over right there. Um, Becton meets him from that club arm over. Hands on. You can see his hands a little bit lower. His hands probably around the neck right here. Okay, they're into the shoulder. Again, Becton. At those times, it would get him, try to launch him outside, throw him, and then regain contact after he tosses him. What does he do here? Gets him, ex extends him, and runs him. You don't want to see him just plant and throw. Again, here he does not do that. Hands on, runs him outside, disengage a little bit, pops him again. Gets him out of the screen. It's, it's Melvin Ingram. Uh, 58. Last play back to me before we go to our second set of the game. Or actually the third set of the game because Hall gets my number one. I don't care about his numbers. For his first start. Really impressive. 58. I thought I had a different play. There's a back to, there's a play of Beckton I missed that I, I guess I didn't record something like that because I thought there was another there's another one of him climbing to the second level and completely driving a linebacker out of the screen. I guess I don't have that. I don't know why I don't have that. Okay. Again, another 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 tight belly zone um, with the fake with the fake jet sweep um, split. Climbs, climbs, climbs. Or no, he doesn't climb, but on the second level, eyes on the linebacker. But again, stays square. Square, hands on, playing long, using that, that lever technique, playing long. Creates movement, eyes on Perryman. Or no, sorry. Well, eyes are on Perryman. Somehow he sees he sees Ingram. I don't necessarily know how he sees Ingram, but he does. He's not at the same level. I honestly think, like, if I was to guess, that, again, these are some plays you can't really know. I'm, I would guess that he's going to get Perryman right here, and then Ingram just runs into him. Because, like, look, his hand's not going to Ingram. His hand's on the outside of Ingram, so it looks like he didn't expect Ingram to be there. But he is, and then he runs him out. <laughs> you know? I think that's what really happens. Yeah, but good play, nonetheless. I'm saying square using, using his life. Um, my... Third stud of the game, where I really put. Oh, let me. Uh, I always think I'm going to make it with my computer, but this drains your computer a lot. These uh, these podcasts. So, third stud of the game. I really put a second, but truly third. Um, Quinny Williams, uh, seven pressures this game, uh, half a sack, half a tackle for loss, blew up a few run plays. 
Um, really, really good play from a uh, game by him again. Again, all these young guys are playing really well. And these are legitimate. I'm not just trying to force force feed these guys into the into these uh, spots. These guys all play really well. So Quentin Williams is my third set of the game. Uh, cube blow up run. Okay. This looks like him. Loose three. Yep. Okay. Step up field. What's the run? More like a it's more more of like a gap run. It's not even it's not it's not duo. It's like a it's like a gap run where they all block down and they hand off to the backside. Have the, the motion right there to hold the the edge. Um, the charters run a lot of weird run plays that I don't always know how to label, especially watching just like two times on on a what is it called the initial the initial uh, watch with you guys. I, I literally watch this once, CQ blow it up, record it, and then talk about it on the podcast. But um, can you say step up field. He blocks down to him. The tight end, or the tackle, who's not good at all, in my opinion. The left tackle, I don't know what his name is, but he's not good. Q, tight hands, linear, hands on. <laughs> Extends, hands inside. Extends, throws him back, finds the running back, widens, plants hard, tackles the, the running back. Great job. Just, he just blows up the tackle. That's all it is. He just steps up field and gets, gets hands inside with tight elbows and just extends and blows him up. Like, look how fast that happens. Blow him up, find the running back, plant, tackle. Doesn't get better than that. I guess technically it could if he, if he launched a guy 10 yards into the air, you know, but relative. 14, Q and uh, Fadokasi run stuff. He is the one tech right here. Again, aggressive step up field to, to, to penetrate that A-gap. Center comes off of the ball, snaps it, tries to get in front of him. There's absolutely no way that's going to happen if he's taking that aggressive of his – and good snap timing too. Boom, is right off. Quick collision. Hands inside. You see his eyes are on the running back. Eyes, running back, sees, this, sees where the mesh one's going to be. And again, like people like he's not the most lateral, laterally great athlete, but like this is this is good at athleticism. Like that right there, that this little burst. Now you'd like to see me maybe be a little bit more patient, not giving that cutback, but controls the center, extends. Fadokasi cleans it up for him. Fadokasi is on the backside. In a little bit of a different position than he usually is, but as like a as a as a three, feels the, the zone steps of the offensive line, steps with it, penetrates the backside B, and again to penetrate that he can't just he's not going to get skinny. He's three hundred and thirty pounds. He's going to create movement on the guard to penetrate um, and to stay away from the hands of the tackle. Hands on the guard, throws him out of the way. Tracks down the running back, 
gets it on the tackle for loss. Great play by both guys. They have some they have some players on the front seven. Like I said, some of these guys are not going to be here um, necessarily as starters, but like Basham, Basham, Huff are guys who might be like more of backup players, but I think good rotational pieces. Lange, Hewitt, again, rotational guys, but like as starters, it, Huff might, might be in the future, you know, 50, you know, wherever you want to put it, 50-50, whatever. But um, Q, John Franklin Myers, Fadokasi, starter, starter, starter. In my opinion, uh, 27. Four I right here, four point stance. Run a uh, they go to run a stunt right here. Fadokasi not necessarily ready for it, but he's the he's the picker. One step up field, tries to get the the uh, guard to open up. He's going to try to cross his face while uh, picking the, the center, but again, while carrying him. He does that step up field, angle off inside, aggressive uh, club, or not club, Jesus, ag- aggressive rip to carry him, gets his hand on, uh, rip to carry, gets into the center just like he's supposed to do. He's carrying this guy while getting into the center. You did see Fadokasi set up a little bit better to you know be a little bit more patient to drive him backwards, but be a little bit more linear so he could get around. But he doesn't. He kind of takes. He's kind of carrying all three guys, gets into the center, and just bull rushes him almost into uh, Herbert, who who dumps the ball down to uh, the running back who can't who can't bring it in. But again, quick and power almost gets there. Almost gets there, but it's a pressure. I think that's labeled as a. I don't know what people label as pressures and not as pressures. I would I would consider that a pressure, but um, I don't. I'm not a stats person. So, Q bull, uh, four I loose three, whatever you want to call them. There, I would say more of a loose three. It's difference between inches. Again, rushes against the left guard. This is just power. That's that's really all it is. He sees the opening in the A gap. He angles off towards the A gap, towards the to, to uh, obviously his shortest path to the quarterback is directly to him, directly at him. Straight line. That's what he tries to do. Instead of trying to go beat him and around, he tries to go right through this guy to the quarterback, which is fine in some scenarios. Hands on. His his elbows are tighter than the than the left guards. Again, he's running towards him while having his hands on the the uh, left guard. Hands on, hands on, hands on. Again, guys are open so quickly because of the zone defense of the Jets that um, the ball comes out. Again, now if the Jets were in good coverage, you know, now is this a sack or a hit? Yeah, maybe. But again, this is what happens in the Jets where Lange has no threat here, no threat here. And again, spot dropping. This is not. This is how they're taught in the Jets defense. And in a regular defense, he matches him. He matches him if he cuts out and then the two comes in, he matches him. Like what, whatever the rules are um, and a certain defender, you know, whatever, whatever the defense may be, however, however that defensive coordinator coaches that defense, which we'll evaluate in the future, whoever that may be in the future. Um, 
yeah, of course. I said, I said, we'll evaluate that in the future for whoever may be in the future. Too many future uses, but that's not what happens. They spot drop. Keenan Allen is going to uh, break outside, sit in a soft spot. Easy. Boom. That's what happens. Catch and gets, uh, you know, four for a couple of yards, but it's first and now it's second and five, you know, it's the easiest five yards you're going to get. Okay. A couple more plays. Him. This is a play of him and John Franklin Myers. Um, pressure or hit. Again, he's right here. He rushes, he's rushing at that left guard a lot in the left tackles. Two TE stunts from oh from okay so both of the both of the T's and TE stunt do good T T E E and then they uh I'm 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 assuming ideally they they want to hold the center with this linebacker who blitzes but the uh, running back fills but regardless he rushes against the guard and is going to try to carry the guard into the tackle he's in a loop around. Doesn't necessarily throw the tightest rip. He doesn't defeat the hands. But takes himself right into the to the tackle. Tackle steps inside like a power like a, with a power step to pick up uh, Quinn Williams. Quinn Williams just gets his hands on and runs through him. It's really all it is. It's really nothing. That's that that's that crazy. He does his job carrying the guard. They slide this way, so it picks it up. So good job by them. Terms of that protection, it's just power. Power step by the tackle, hands on, throws him inside, throws a rip, hit. And again, now because, um, well, two things. He gets he steps into Quinnen because of pressure from Franklin Myers. Quinnen gets the hit, so now the ball is not completed. Now from John Franklin Myers, what happens is a Pretty similar thing. He doesn't really look like he's trying to pick, honestly. He just looks like he's trying to rush to B-gap. So maybe this isn't designed, but he just loops or loops inside. Um, maybe that's what happens, but this doesn't look designed because he doesn't look like he's really trying to pick that, that tackle. Shortens his strides. Chops powerfully with the hands, waiting for the right guard to shoot. Raycar shoots, gets his left hand inside, long arms him, extends him, throws the rip. And the rip here is more of like a preventive measure. Like he's not even throwing it on the elbows. He's just throwing it so he doesn't get on the on the body. So if 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 he was to just continue running, obviously the, the chest is more open. But when he throws that arm up there, now it's now it's act it's like a, it's blocks, you know, it's it's blocking the uh the guard from from hitting his chest. So he throws that more as a parent, uh, preventative measure, penetrates that B. Athleticism right there. Look like that sidestep. His feet get crossed up a little bit, but athleticism to stay on that gets in. So let's watch both of those and, and let's watch Franklin Myers full speed real quick. Again, power, power, preventative rip, penetrates, gets picked up by the tackle, power into a rip, hit. All right. 
Oh, I screwed something up. Okay. Q stunt. Not a good place from Q. Another loose three, four I. Now we have a T, T stunt. He's in across the guard's face into the center. He's in hold to the center, loop around. Step up field. Throws the club rip that doesn't completely land, but it lands tight enough. The rip lands, the club doesn't look, look like it does a lot, but throws the rip. And now at this point, like if the center, if the center was closer, you know, in terms of like lateral distance away from him, he would just, he would just take, he would just blow up the center. But when you're, you can adjust, like you have side adjustments kind of as like that picker where if he's so far over here, if he holds him up so well that this is so open, now you penetrate and you put the, the guard in a position where he can not pick up this, this tackle and you're obviously it's open. So try to take it. So it's open. He tries to take it, throws his forearm out there, obviously absorbs that contact and also kind of propels himself more towards the quarterback, throws that rip quarterback slides Nice little spin move by by Q, and uh, obviously the the ball uh, gets deflected or whatever happens right here. It looks like it gets deflected. Yeah, it gets deflected. Jordan Jenkins, but good job by Henry Anderson holding up his guy and and Q obviously penetrating and throwing that spin move too. Nice little nifty spin move. Nifty, Jesus, eighty. Q Anderson sack. Q, 4i. Rushes to B-gap. He tries to like swipe and, and chop right here. Um, neither look like they land completely. The swipe might, but I, I can't say. The chop obviously does not land. You see he misses on that chop. Doesn't really do anything. He's still able to power through, throws the rip that kind of, and instead of being tight, it just kind of deflects the, the wrist. So it's not the cleanest hand, hand work, but is still able to get the, uh, get even hip wise with the tackle. I mean, with the guard, which is never good, never good position for a guard. Unless he's already passed the quarterback when he's not past the quarterback, it's not. Throws a little rip to deflect the hands, to forklift the hands almost. Bends the quarterback. Hands on. Be a part of the sack. Henry Anderson as a two-eye loose one. Rushes against the center. One hard step up field. Sees the center going to shoot. Plants off of that one hard step up field, works laterally. Club arm over, or swipe arm over, rip. Or actually, more it's more of like a chop. Chop the arms. I really I like this rush a lot by Henry Anderson. I, where has this been? He's still not going to be here next year. But regardless, step explode laterally off of it. Chop, arm over, doesn't completely clear with the arm over, 
boom, throws a rip to defeat the elbow and help himself bend. Gets in on the sack. Great play. Jordan Jenkins, too. Like this, this, this tackle is not good. This technique from him, not very strong right here. And it's very high punch. Jordan Jenkins gets underneath of it and uh, blows him up. Though he throws him, he kind of cleans it up too a little bit. All right, what other plays do I have at Q? More play. Forty-seven. Oh, this is a bonus, a bonus play of Hall. All right, I'll take, I'll take any bonus plays I can get a Hall. All right, John Frank, um, Hall and Mollett coverage. Okay, so let's look at their coverage really quickly. Again, another play where he's matching. He's 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 an he's an off coverage inside leverage. Don't necessarily like him opening his hips up right here. Like this, I don't like him being so far inside. But the thing that benefits him, well, the the positive of this, I don't I don't necessarily like him opening his hips up again because if he were to cut outside um, or inside, it's kind of a position that really is only guarding against the deep routes. But the positive thing is he's not he's not opening fully up into his um. Like he's opening, but he's not full sprint ahead. Receiver breaks back on the on the uh, curl. He's able to match it, and again, tattoo his guy. This is not the best technique for him, though. Overall, that's why it's probably not in his. Which is fine. We can talk about the not the great technique too, but a little bit too far inside leverage opens up a little bit too soon and does open his hips up to run a little bit too early. Not full. He's not full ninety or one hundred percent run, but still. Even Mollette, like Mollette, which we'll talk about in the slot right there. Square, shoulders over his knees. You know, uh, weaves to get outside, which is kind of like a shuffle back battle. Williams gets inside or stems inside or outside to inside. He shuffles, gets hands on. Williams pushes off. Extension pushes off, taxable. So it's push off at the top of this. So really good job by Mollett. Good job by or decent job by Hall. Good job by Mollett. Um, Q again, rushing into that left guard who he's been who he's dominated his whole game. Rushes towards him, short choppy steps. Guard shoots his hands wide. Double swipe. Again, it does not line cleanly. I want to see him a little more accurate with his hands. You see his, his the right hand right here. Which his hand doesn't really land cleanly on the left on the left arm. See how it misses, it goes over top. I want to see him a little more accurate. But he's still able to um, affect the hands enough. Rush that B gap. Continue hand fighting. Rip again. Defeating the wrist, more of the wrist instead of the elbow, which is not ideal, but it, it works enough here. Sandwich the uh, the quarterback with John Franklin Myers, who rushes the right guard. And again, it's probably just pure power. Yeah, that's what it is again. 
guard is high, hands are wide. Frank, uh, Franklin Myers, who is an explosive, powerful, straight-line athlete, gets hands. Look at this extension. Look at that. No hands on. Both his feet really aren't set. That guard is screwed. He's taking him on a ride back to the quarterback. Hits him. Look how quickly he defeats that guard. Just power. Just pure power. That guard is on a ride. Oh, I didn't realize he gets cracked too on the ground. Damn. <laughs> Good. That's a that's a fun play to watch. Moving on. Actually, I'll be back in two seconds. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause it and get another cup of water. But it'll be two seconds for you guys. Actually, no seconds. All right. Moving on to the number one stud, or actually the number two stud of the game, because Hall is my number one. Um, Denzel Mims drew a passing interference. Like this, this is something I'm not going to show. Drew a passing interference on Hayward uh, and another cornerback deep on the left sideline, where the cornerback just completely ran him out of bounds illegally, um, extending his arm, just completely run him out of bounds. Three receptions, 71 yards. Wouldn't think he's my number one, but again or number two, this is relative to expectation. Again, no camp injury just coming in the last couple of weeks. Um, he's been super freaking impressive too. These are four young, these are the four main like young guys who have, who have been excited for. Obviously Davis has been even taking steps in a little bit in the right direction, like things like that. Like um, it's exciting. Oops. I just, hold on. Let me pull up the first play of Mims. I got, I have uh, five plays of him. See, this is Mims Most. Did I not show anything else of this? Oh, I I did okay. This is this is my script. I screwed I screwed something up here. Or I didn't show the whole rep. I don't know why the whole rep's not showed. Um basically they just run like a like a fade nine route, whatever, to Mims. Um Mims, I think split releases. I think it's a split release where he gets outside. Um, Hayward is able to stay over the top. Mims obviously tracks the ball. Oh, damn. I cannot believe I didn't do that. Ah, that's a bust. Okay. What happens is, um, again, he doesn't do the best release. He gets to the outside. Hayward stays over the top. Right before this happens, I, I, is, it, is it this play or a different one? I think it's this play where he he just slightly jabs off with the left hand. You can't see it right here because it's just after it. Yeah, just before this, he he just slight jab with his left hand to Hayward's shoulder, which puts Hayward here instead of a little bit farther over. Mims tracks the ball right into his hands. Obviously, the freaking, again, the body control, the extension, just full extension through his body to this ball looks the ball in arms completely hundred percent extended right into his fingertips catch tuck into his body and uh obviously gets his feet in i i cannot believe i didn't uh save that correctly i cut it i cut it bad i was i took that screenshot that's why stupid but he does get his hand on right before this Beautiful catch, beautiful extension, fantastic play by Mims. Again, sorry, I recorded that like shit. <clears throat> 53, 
Mims twenty five yards. Oh, no, that's the that or, that's the thing I'm thinking about right there. Maybe. Okay, so split release. Um, overall, his releases he needs a little bit more like patience in his releases. Where he he a lot of times is like either splitting split release, which again is just bring that back foot back and this to about even where it's not really a get even where this foot would come completely up to even. This is where it kind of splits and then this foot comes up. That's that's more of a split release than a get even. So split release. Again, it's just to give yourself – if they're impressed, it's to give yourself some some room. But um, I do want to see him use a little bit more of – a little bit more uh, kind of technique in his releases, like split release, you know, uh, shuffle to square – shuffle inside a little bit and then get outside. Like he's he's been, he's a little bit too happy with guys just, you know, getting on him um, and just using his physicality at the, top, at the top of the route to make the catch or his acrobatic catches or extension whatever it is but i want to see him more create more separation with his releases so releases need a little bit of work just the first couple games again guys will improve split release gets outside looks for the ball immediately on nine again his like nine like his nine routes like the fades like this is what he did in college so you want to see guys translate to at least what they can do in college that's what he's doing now is he going to be able to run you know, the digs and the comebacks and the whip routes, like things like that. I think those will come. Maybe not a lot of whip routes because he's going to be on the outside a lot, but um, still. Guys, it will stay over the top, gets his hands on, get his hands on, is clearly pulling on Mim's jersey. That's pass interference or illegal contact. Doesn't matter. Mims runs through it, runs up the sideline, tracks the ball, tracks the ball, tracks the ball. You're gonna see him plant to get to the outside. I, I think in the other view, his left hand is on the on the uh, 37 right here. Pushes off, tracks, catch. I think that the other view is gonna show it. No, it doesn't. Damn it. it! He definitely does. It's right here though. You're gonna see him get his hand on, track the ball. You're you're gonna see the the body movement of the of 37 right here. See, it gets jolted backwards like that. That's because as Mim, Mims plants, plant, push off, which gets him to obviously more room the whole time, tracking the ball, tracking the ball, tracking the ball, never comes off of it. Catch two feet inbounds. And uh, again, hit, just throw the ball up to this kid. Like, damn. It's, he, is, he is impressing a lot. Um, if you didn't listen to the live from Marcus, Marcus compared him like to to, to early version Julio. Um, I compared him to AJ Green. He's still thinking that's that's that sticks. And AJ Green was a top five receiver for many many years, and he still would be most likely in that range if he didn't uh, get hampered by injuries. His his uh, he's been injured a lot, but 19 yards late hit bottom of the screen again. I want to see him do a little bit more with the release right here. He just split releases again, split. Get outside. Like I, I want to see him. Now guys are aggressively pressing him because they they want to be physical to get over the top to contest these 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 balls and things like that. But um, I do want to see him. Um, whether whether it be foot fire or not, you can't really short stride, but but foot fire, you know, stem inside, uh, whatever it may be. I want to see him attack the hips or attack uh, the D, the DB a little bit more because he's allowing guys to just open a run with them. Now, again, it's a little bit harder when you are in a getting, getting pressed, but I want to see him eat up some more ground, defeat the hands instead of kind of just split releasing, getting outside. 
he tries to, to wipe away the hands right there. The quarterback's the cornerback's still able to get his hands on. And there's no other view of this because they were showing freaking Joey Bosa the entire time. Or yeah, Joey Bosa the entire time because he late hit the quarterback and got called for it. But again, the court the the corners able to stay over over the top. Again, want to see him ideally defeat the hands, get right outside, tight, hold his line, and then break off and, and have a contested catch because Again, because he doesn't defeat the hands, because he doesn't manipulate the hips right here, the corner is able to stay over the top, and that's why he goes from the bottom numbers and he bows this out. So you want to see less bow, and you want to see him, you know, get the hips open of the of the corner, take those open hips, and then run upfield. And if it is thrown to the back shoulder, you have a lot more room. You afford yourself a lot more room instead of the guy staying over the top. You bowing out from the bottom of the numbers all the way to near the sideline. Flacco just chucks. You would see that he has faith right here. Like, look when he's throwing this ball. He just chucks it up. Like, Mims, please win. That's what quarterbacks are already doing. Mims tracks the ball. The corners are no shit mode. And you get, there's no other view of this, which is disappointing because, again, the camera, the cameraman sucked here. He's just tracking the ball, tracking the ball, tracking the ball. When the ball is getting towards him, what does he do? Push off. Body control. Boom. Snatch it. Two hands. And it and attacks it. So really good job. Again, getting physical, physical, physical. Push off. Timing. The timing of that with the late hands is beautiful. You don't want to see him turn around too early and then uh, you know, jump up and, and allow the corner to get into it. You want to, you want to time it as best you can to, to be late so the corner can't react. So pushing off creates that separation. Attacks the ball late with perfect timing. Um, Boom. Now I'm just showing this in terms of the reps being so goddamn unfair where you see Quentin Williams literally getting into his last step as his, as Quentin Williams is into his last step and hands are already basically on the quarterback. They'll, they'll, they'll throw the flag and which actually, sorry, they threw the flag here, but this is ridiculous. Bad hit by, by Quentin. Uh, I mean, Quentin Williams, sometimes it's, it's really st- like the face mask and the, and the, uh, the Broncos game, the other, uh, I, I think the sack that was negated by the unnecessary roughness, whatever, um, are bullshit. This is completely deserved. Joey Bosa, this is dirty. I don't, I don't, I don't like seeing this. Like Joe, uh, Clowney does this type of stuff. Joey Bosa, I didn't know he was t- this type of guy. Miles Garrett, but literally one, two, three steps, and you lower your shoulder into the quarterback. What a piece of shit. There's no freaking, there's no room for that shit. Like when guys are into their last step, maybe like even like they're like a step and a half, I get it. But this is a clear attempt to hurt the quarterback. Sees the balls coming out. Again, one, two, three, bang. Piece of shit. You can see Mims tackle the ball right there. Bang. Beautiful. Uh, two more plays in Mims, I think. Mims stretch release, win deep. I think he's on the bottom right here. That's more aggression. See, what I'm saying like the other times, like the split release, just get outside. This is more aggressive. This is a stretch. This is a stretch instead of a. Um, what is it called? Um, th- that split release that I've been showing, or even get even. This is a stretch where you're going to take your uh, the inside foot's going to be up, really hard aggressive outside step, 
really selling it with his hips. Again, really selling it. Drops his whole weight into it. Right arm comes up. Uh, I can't tell if it's a club or what it is. Uh, again, I can't see from this. This uh, Initially, it's a little bit grainy, but you can see the right arm comes up to club or swipe the hands. Defeats the corner. Runs vertically. And they're 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 doubling. They're they're doubling him right here. He's opening right up to him and he's playing him outside. So they're uh they're bracketing him. Mims gets deep. Now, if Flacco was able to step into this throw, if he was a, if he was to throw this in the middle of these two guys, I think Mims could have won this. He throws a little bit too far outside, and Mims has to, he just beat the guy inside. Now he's out on his outside hip. So he had, now he has to work through this guy back outside to the ball, which is why he's not able to get to it. Where if this ball were to be, you know, wherever, where, where does it land? If this ball were to be to the goal line, but more along the bottom of the numbers, I think that Mims probably had a really good shot at catching. I probably had a really good shot. I think he probably would have caught it in double coverage because that's the kind of guy he's turning into. Um, but Flacco puts it too far outside. One more play at Mims. Uh, this is just an improvement type thing. Releases his, his mech here again. He'll, he'll improve on the releases again. This is like his fourth game. It's it's not a big deal. Don't 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 think I'm killing Mims. I'm putting with my second start of the game and saying how excited I am and think he could be AJ Green. <laughs> but uh, need to improve on a little bit of this stuff. Again, if you want to get outside, he um, he uses like this like skip release, but it doesn't really threaten the corner at all. You see the at the corner just say square and he and he sees Mims get outside and he just opens up and, and, and gets over top of it or is matches him. Again, Flacco just chucks the ball up hoping he's gonna win, but he needs to do more on this release. Again, especially especially a little with a little bit of room. Um, you know, again, foot, foot fire, skip step, hop hop step, and then uh, you know, a rocker step, the 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 right to the left to the to the outside. Um or whatever, whatever it might be, maybe, you know, there's a bunch of different things that we review on this, but I want to see him threaten a little bit more to the inside, get on his feet, get inside, then outside. You, you can't just, you can't just not really threaten him very much and then get outside because you're, you're going to get you, you at a certain, like, yeah, it's great. You can do contested catches and all these things, but you want to also have an open catch because of your route running as well. You almost rely on, on contested catches. Moving on to the bad from the offense. McDermott, the few reps he played at right tackle, got beat a couple times. Um, Flacco, I put was meh. Um, Miss Crowder deep, uh, happy feet in pocket. Miss Crowder, uh, oh, I don't know why I'm, I think I have the plays this, but yeah, he missed Crowder deep. He missed Crowder short. He missed Mims on the mesh. He missed Perriman deep. He missed Mims deep. Uh, really bad interception, but I have, um, Couple plays of him, um, fifteen to thirty, fifty percent completion percentage, two hundred and five yards. What do you have? Uh, two touchdowns and a pick. I think maybe it was. I don't know why they put that those in there. Um, but let's see. I, I, I didn't again. Not spending a ton of time on Joe Flacco. I just I'm not. But I'll, I will put up a couple things because he did play. Slant flat. This is right after Marcus May punched the ball out. The ball. The Jets have the ball on the four yard line. Great play by Marcus May. 
what happens? Slant flat. It's an easy inside out read. You read leverages. If this, if this corner carries him and he has inside leverage of this DB, you really want to throw this slant right here. Um, and now if he stays more inside, you know, and, the, and, and you do want to throw the flat right here, that's fine. But you got to hit him like now. You got you to hit him as soon as, pretty much as soon as you snap the ball. Snap, it's got to be thrown to the outside right here. If this corner's a little bit deeper and he's inside leverage, you could throw that. That's, that's okay. But what you cannot do is take the snap, see the corner looking at you, wait, 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 throw the ball and float it, float it inside. Now, if he, like, again, and this is way too late anyway, but if he was to throw him, like, to the outside right here, uh, maybe, maybe it gets completed, but you cannot wait so freaking long where the, where it's obviously, it, it, you know, it's, um, he's, or it's, well, it's, yeah, it's man coverage. They've covered one hole and he's clearly carrying him and he's looking back to you. You cannot waft this ball into the air because what is he going to do? He's going to undercut it. He undercuts it. Boom. Easy pick six. The easiest pick six of his life. He's matching a flat route with his eyes on the quarterback the entire time. And, and the, the ball is, is lofted out there. Terrible decision. That is absolutely awful. Again, if, you, if he's going to throw it, he'd have to like snap, throw. And it has to be like a sh- like a sh- like again. I don't know why you would throw it because it would basically be a missile to to the to the outside hip and short, and then he'd catch it and hopefully break the tackle. Maybe that's what you're hoping for, but waits way too long. What are you doing? That is that is el- that's an elementary pick six. There's no excuse for that. That is brutal. Two more plays. Flacco miss Mims open. Fant hit. A fan allows a hit. Okay, so again, pretty simple stuff. Mesh sit, sit concept. Mesh sit route over the top. Snag. People call this a mesh sit. A lot of uh, congestion. And you have a lot of guys, you know, crossing the field. And if obviously these guys are carried, now you have Perryman um, on that sit route, the snag, mesh sit. And Flacco drops back. He's reading the mesh route. And it is, I think it's, um, damn it. Why didn't I write that down? There's like stupid stuff I don't do. I think it was third and it's, it's third down and it's like third and two, third and three. So he just needs three yards, drops back, reads the mesh. What happens? This linebacker, carries this drag route. Mims is underneath. He only needs to get why the f- he only, he only I, I don't know why I didn't mark down a distance here. Um, but he only needs to get to the 25. And what, what happens? Mims is running along the 25 yard line. This linebacker's carried. This guy's over the top. What should you do? Throw to Mims. Hit him. He literally has to catch the ball right here and then just and get one yard. What happens instead? He doesn't throw it. Gets hit. And we'll look from his perspective. Again, drops back. 
reads the left real quick, reads the mesh. What happens? Mims is getting carried by this guy who obviously is not in good position to cover him. He carries this linebackers over the top. What should he do? He should hit Mims. He's looking right there. Unless his eyes are on the sit, unless his eyes are on the sit route, but that's more of a secondary thing to the mesh. Mesh, read this. He's not open. He's carried. Hit Mims. And he even and he had uh, and even had what is it called Perryman if he wanted to. So I don't know what he's reading right here. He's looking in the middle. If he's reading Herndon, Herndon's getting carried, so that's stupid. So he should look off of Herndon right now. Mims is open. Herndon's eliminated right now. Throw it to Mims. Okay, didn't throw to Mims for whatever reason. What, now, now who else is open? Now these two guys try to get to Mims, and now look, the sit works. So the one guy gets carried, this is open, and the sit works. Basic concept, mesh sit. He hits nothing of it. And it works perfectly because the mesh, when guys are in man coverage, you're putting a lot of pressure over the middle. So now this guy, this corner basically opens up so far that he should, again, he should jet stream him where he should get right on the hip and run. But again, the mesh concept forces him to go over the top. This linebacker is in a bad position. He's not in position. Hit him. You don't do that. He's open. Doesn't throw that. Gets hit. Now, now you punt. Bad play by Flacco. One more. 38. Oh, there's another play too that I'll throw, I'm going to show. That's, that has Flacco involved. With, it's with the receiver later. Flacco, Miss Crowder, Beckton block. Okay. So they run their... Very frequently used sale concept where you have the, the short, deep, intermediate, or the deep, intermediate, short. You read you typically, and teams read deep, intermediate, short. Miss like your check down. Play action, reading it. Obviously, you're not going to throw the post over top and outside. Deep safety. Who's open? He's rolling out to the side. Crowder is open. This is very open. I don't, on the run, whatever. He needs, to, he needs to hit him. Play action, drops back, feels immediate pressure. So I'm fine with him not throwing it here. But his eyes need to stay down the field right here and see, you're not going to throw this. You're not going to throw this. What's your, what's, what, who's your next guy? Wide open, wide open, wide open, wide open. Doesn't throw it. Slides, and now it's, you know, third and two instead of a, you know, a 20-yard completion um, to get into Charter's territory. Play action. Oh, I didn't show the last play of, of Fan getting beat, but Fan uh, had some bad technique with his hands, I believe. Van Roten gets speed right here. Hand high, reaching a little bit for the contact. 
Guy powers through him, rolls out. Okay, fine with that. His eyes should be downfield. Again, if you weren't going to try to squeeze it into goal right here, keep looking down the field, you're not going to throw it to the flat. And Crowder the whole time was running from like, you know, the 50-yard line right here. He was right along the 50-yard line with nobody around him. He's right here when he started rolling out. And he's right here running to the sideline with nobody on him right now. What are you doing? Not a good game from Flacco. Um, moving on, I have one miscellaneous play from the offense. It's bad from the offense. That's a blitz not picked up by the by the uh, offensive line. All right. Again, I don't know this. This protection makes no sense to me. This is just like what was called at the line of scrimmage because you have three guys. Hold on, let me see real quick. Well, he's releasing immediately into the route, so he doesn't even count. He's really he's not he's not he's not checking and releasing. He's just releasing immediately into the route. So just the offensive line versus these guys. Three, two. What should happen? Center, right tackle, slide right. These guys, man block, go left. That's basically what happened. This would be zone. These guys would go this way. These guys match up. Boom, boom. I don't know why the center. Um, the the center and through the left tackle slide left, but regardless, it's it's just not a this is not a sound protection. And even if you're saying even if the even if it's a if it's a slide from the if it's a called slide from the right guard to the to the left tackle, then you're going then you're going four versus three, and you're accounting you're you're leaving two guys to get blocked by Adoga. So this this protection makes no sense, and how they called it. What happens is, wow, look, you have two versus two, a free guy because you have three versus two here. Sack. This, this, that made no sense. This actually makes no sense just based on how guys are aligned. Again, slide away this, this way, slide this way. He's got, it's, this is not a complex front. That's that makes that's just that's protection. That's that's nobody, none of the stuff that the players could do. I I don't know who let that go through. I don't know who's ultimately responsible for that, but that's not good. Um, bad from the defense. I put Davis in coverage was bad from the defense. I got two plays of him, and I got a couple of miscellaneous plays. And we'll go into some of the good stuff. Um. Davis is to the right here, I think. Let me see. Nope, Davis is to the bottom. Which I don't even like these alignments. Like this is this is cover two, but why is May so far inside? He's supposed to play deep half, but if if either one of these guys goes outside, like if they run like a scissors or whatever, and they go up to the the sideline, May is not in a position to do that. So I don't like that. But regardless, um, he's playing deep half up top right here. Um, Davis, what happens? They run a flat seven, a really basic variation of smash. So Davis has two 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 threats. Um, I mean, I mean, uh, really one vertical threat. 
his one vertical threat that that ha- that happens to go vertical. So what should he do? He should get over top of it. Once he goes over, over, over the top, he needs to get it more aggressive, flatten out and get over the top. He backpedals too much. This the cloud corner right here is put in a tough position between deciding between, uh, you know, deep to fl- deep to the flat, and he takes the flat because he's expecting Davis to get over the top of that. Davis is way too uh, again. He he's he waits to the quarterback throws the ball to react to stuff. So he he still needs a lot of work in his coverage. Again, when you're playing deep half and your only read is going vertical, which is what you're supposed to be reading for. That's your that's your key. You need to get over the top of them. Again, way too patient. Easy first down. You need to get down. You need to get down sooner. I don't know what he's waiting for. Let's see. Davis almost beat deep. A little bit of a like a tricky situation here. Well, kind of not really, but again, deep half. You really want again these deep halves are the are more simple than like cover threes and things like that because it's, it's a little bit more of a simple read. I like how he stays square right here. He's playing the goal line. Fine, that's a positive. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Gets over the top. He starts to break outside. He breaks outside. Matches this. Matches the the break. I like this. Matches, matches, matches. Another flat seven. Smash concept. What I don't like is um, here. So he tries to he tries to obviously cut off the route. Uh, it just happens where it happens. So where he goes underneath and the Hunter Henry, I believe it is, goes over the top. He turns around to find Henry. I just want to see him be a little bit more patient right here, where he's square, so he could break either way. Um, Davis, because he's in because he's inside of him reacts a little bit too flat and inside where I want to see him kind of just, just literally like, like almost like you're, you're playing defense and basketball and square him up, you know, get, get basically helmet on helmet. And if he goes, if he goes left, you go right. And if he goes right, you go left, you just match him. But he kind of, he gets too aggressive right here and just shoots inside, shoots inside. He gets, he, he uh, breaks to the sideline and Herbert, I can't tell if he throws the ball away or he dismisses him, but um Davis would have been beat right here for a touchdown because he's he's a little bit too jumpy right there. Good job by Myers. Rushes the V gap right here. Goes for the uh, the chop, rip, and just powers through two guys. <laughs> Makes Herbert run. Again, I can't tell if Herbert th- misses the throw or whatever, but again, he's wide open. Why? I'm okay with all of this. You'd like you obviously ideally like to see him get hands on right here, um, but gets too antsy right there. Miscellaneous plays that are bad from the defense. I have three of them. May miss tackle TD. Yeah, I, like he had a, he had a, one really good pl- or one or two really good plays and one really bad play. So I didn't know whether to put him in good or bad, but this is obviously a bad play. So I put it in here. He's deep right here, the deep third. They, uh Williams runs a dig versus Mollet again. Is this terrible coverage from Mollet? Um, I don't like necessarily like that he opens his hips, but he pushes off. Mollet right there, right here. But Mollet's not in a terrible spot. 
Now, uh, May coming downhill with him and trail needs to cut him off. He needs to make absolutely sure that he does not outrun him to the sideline because this is what's open. He's behind, he's, he's behind. So he's not going to cut up field or, or, you know, uh, right up field or back because he's, he's, uh, Mollett's here. So he needs to take it a good angle to cut him off. What does he do? He takes an angle that's poor. Again, you're with him being, you know, seven or six yards away or whatever it is right here. You can't take an angle this, uh, you know, uh, you know, vertical, just he's coming straight downhill across the hash right here. If he's running from sideline to sideline and he's catching the ball, how do you expect you to get down and cover this much ground before he crosses that, 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 um, hash terrible angle, terrible angle. He has to adjust it ends up taking out Mollette because of the angle where if, if he did this properly, he would see that he catching the ball and take an angle to about here where my, where my mouse is. You know, but again, too flat of an angle or too vertical of an angle. And how do you expect to, to cut him off right there? That is that's a terrible, terrible, terrible angle. Touchdown. Um, he runs it for a touchdown. It should have been obviously a first and 10 from the 23, 24-yard line. Not good. Nineteen. No, this is just this is an easy. This is just stupid. Herbert play action. That's not sold at all. Young guys don't really sell play action a lot. Now, if you're anticipating blitz and maybe it's because it's on the goal line, they want him to pull this short, but that's not sold very well. And you have you have Zuniga who just not see this cut coming and gets completely flipped over the over onto his face. I want to see a little bit more awareness of that. Herbert scrambles. Shepard ends up coming from the from the opposite side. Herbert slides. What does Shepard do? He's right here, right? He's right there. No, that's that's Fadokasi. Sorry, Fadokasi. I'll never call you Shepard again. Shepard's right here. Sees Herbert slide. He gets up. And he takes a like he jumps over whoever falls to the ground right there, which is or gets pushed to the ground, which is Langy, hops over him, sees him slide. Chain it's not, it's not now if he were to slide and then Herbert was like here and he jumped over him and then as Herbert was getting up like his momentum was taking him from that jump into Herbert and it was a flag. I'll be like okay I get it, but he literally jumps over him, angles into Herbert, hits him. And then goes hands up and then sees the flag coming and all shit immediately. Why? This is such a dumb mental lapse. Like he knew what he did immediately. Why are you take an angle into him and hit him? Friend of the tank, Nathan Shepard. You frick that. There's no explaining that. That is, that is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. That is just beyond dumb. <laughs> uh, I put this bad from the defense because it's a bullshit penalty. Again, Mollette, decent coverage. I. This is the earliest angle I can get of it, but. He ends up opening up a little bit too soon, but um, not in a bad relationship to to Keenan Allen right here. Meets Keenan Allen, gets his hands on the shoulder. There's no extension, just a hand on the shoulder. He's looking back to the ball, looking back to the ball, looking back to the ball with hands on. Ball is inside. He tries to find the ball. Allen trips and the ball is uncatchable. And it's a, and it's a freaking, and this is a pass interference. What is he supposed to do? He gets hands on. He's looking back to the ball. Bad, bad flag. Again, I'm not going to spend too long on that, but got to get through the rest of this. Um, bad from the, or sorry, good from the offense. 
couple plays in here, but not too, too much. Let's see. Okay. Ran out toward the end. Perriman, two receptions, 54 yards. Put him in the good. I uh, got two plays of him right here. Um, overall, I think, again, this is another game. We could have had another touchdown, but he did not. 49-yard uh, touchdown from Perryman. Again, if, when he's healthy, man, I, I, I like him more than other guys do, especially watching his film. You know, I said it last week or whatever. You know, oh, the, the last those last four games, the Bucks. all oh, the last four games, the Bucks. all oh, the last four games. Again, he was at the, the third or fourth read in a lot of these plays, and a lot of these plays with the Bucks, he was open and he was not getting hit. Burned Darius Slay could have been a 90-yard touchdown, blah, 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 blah. I've said it all before. If you haven't listened before, it's not my fault. I've lined out a lot of these things. But he was getting open and, and uh, earlier in the season. When he's healthy, he's productive. Or he's a good receiver, but the problem is health. I don't have a question about his on-the-field stuff anymore. It's it's the health. Right here in the bottom, they're playing in a cover three. He's taking he, – he wants to maintain his outside leverage, so he's going to attack that outside leverage. He, you know, if, if the guy's going to overcompensate and stay, and stay outside, just keep attacking him outside like that. Just keep widening him. That's, that's fine. So he attacks that leverage to widen him, breaks inside, and he just uses speed. But a good job widening him. Look how freaking, look how hard he's selling this. That dry phase is great. Speed, 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 widen him, break inside. Just getting, that, that's just pure speed. He's a fast. Listen, for him to be like 6'2, probably like 6'2, like a solid like 215, like he's a big physical fast receiver. Like he has all those traits. Like he can get contested catches. Like he has a lot of interesting traits. It's it's the health. And obviously he can round things out and his in his overall technical game to be even better. But um when you can just widen corners out like this and just break inside of them, like there's not like this is hard for corners to to guard and off coverage. Look at that acceleration. Plant, boom. Look at that. He's gone. Tracks the ball, catch, touchdown. A guy that big and that fast is not easy to guard. And I, again, I, I would like him to be re-signed. Um, depends on the, for the money. I think he's like $8 million this year. But if you can, you can sign him for $6, 7000000 million, and you say, or, you know, whatever the base is, let's say it's, it's you know, I'm throwing out random numbers. It may, that might not make sense, but okay. A $5 million contract. And for every game you're healthy, it's a hundred thousand dollars, you know, in your contract, like someone like that. Like that's what I want. I don't want it just a base number. I want an incentive on, um, you know, his his health because I don't want to give him eight million dollars and him not play. But listen, if you get him for five million and he only plays ten games, okay, then you only give him you only give him five million. But for a quarterback to have like Perryman, Mims, Crowder, and another receiver, whoever that's going to be next year, it's 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 a it's a solid, definitely a solid receiving core. Um. Moving on, 45, a couple plays later, or a couple, maybe, maybe it's a drive later or whatever, but let's see. Beats Hayward deep. Oh, this is when this, oh, yeah, this is when Flacco misses him. Again, really similar situation. Whether this be, it almost looks like cover four, but because there was, because there was a three by one and he's going to match the vertical right here, it looked like this was a push call where he was going to basically rob. 
So like, and if it's a cover four and you have that push call because there's that one guy, he's basically going to try to rob this opposite side and these guys are going to play vertical. So he's going to jump anything short. That's the, that's what looks what happens right here. Again, where he knows he's, this is his responsibility and he's just going to play this side harder. That's what this looks like. That's what, that's what, again, if I had to guess. So Perryman again, stems him outside. Well, actually, he attacks the blind spot here. So this guy is he, this Hayward. This is all, these are all against Hayward. A couple of plays of Mims, a couple of plays of Perryman are all against Hayward, who is a good corner. Attacks the blind spot, attacks the blind spot. He can't see him. Plan inside. Boom, just cross his face. And again, has him beat by a yard inside and a yard over top. Flacco overthrows him, which is not an easy thing to over. It's a, it's a hard thing to overthrow uh, Perryman. He overthrows it again. Now you could have had a 49 yard touchdown and a 75 yard touchdown. Now you're looking at a mass. Now you're looking at a game last week that a Flacco doesn't miss. It's at least three touchdowns. If Harriman doesn't drop a ball, it's four touchdowns. This game could have been, could have been another two touchdowns. At minimum, he could have had five, six touchdowns the last two weeks. Now he only had, now he only has three. That three could have easily been six. So these last two weeks have been really, really good for Perryman. Stems attacks the blind spot. Hard plant, boom. Look at that, look at that plant explosion off that plant. One, like you can't see it in so much right there, but watch it. Just watch that plant explosion back inside. Awesome. Overthrown. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Which, then again, king of the tank. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm about process versus results, especially when those results come the Jets win. So the process was he got open. It could have been a 75-yard touchdown. You know? Uh, Herndon is in my good from the offense. Holy shit. Holy shit. Again, his blocking has improved. Two receptions, 32 yards, most productive game of the year, one touchdown. I got three plays of him. The first play, not much I got to break down. It was a play that did start off the game with him, and we were like, oh, well, that's the Herndon we've seen all year. Coming off the line right here, sits it down. Soft spot of the defense is the, not a check down, but sits, uh, you know, whatever, stop route over the middle right here. Flacco checks it down to him. He drops the ball. Elementary stuff. This is this is as easy as it gets. You should catch this ball 10, 100 times out of 100 in the NFL. What does he do? He doesn't look the ball in again. You see his eyes are coming off of it and he goes to run. Doesn't look it in. Drops it. He has been so bad this year with drops and fumbles. So, so that play, and it's like basically what the frick is he doing, of course. But then after that, he has his two, you know, brightest spots of this of the season. Um, where was I at? Okay, 21. Oh, there's a couple things in here that I labeled. Okay. Uh, Flacco throw, Beckton block, Herndon catch. Okay. Oh, he runs a... a the deep over right here, right behind the uh, zone coverage. Flacco, good throw. Obviously floats it over that linebacker. Herndon looks it in. Look at that. Body extension, hands catch, tucks it, takes the hit, and he brings the ball in. What? 
should he start doing more contested catches and, and more acrobatic acrobatic catches? You're not thinking as much. Maybe that's what it is. He's just overthinking easy catches, but back then does a good job right here too. Versus Bosa goes to sell a play action or sells a play action, gets his hands on Bosa angles inside. He matches him with his hips. Again, like that lateral movement for for Bo, uh, for Becton, who's like a six uh, six hundred, a three hundred sixty pound guy, is really good. Hands on both angles inside. He maintains his contact. Nice bend in his elbows. Square, good base. Matches him. Bosa says, "Screw it, I'm getting outside." And Becton is still able to plant, get back outside, hands on. Look at that movement from your from your three hundred sixty five pound left tackle. Movement, boom, movement, movement again. Really nice. Flacco, beautiful ball over the top of the linebacker. Look at that catch. God damn. He can catch. Yeah, maybe maybe make, keep making him do this shit where it's more hard. Gets beyond 56. Murray Jr. is a rookie. Look at that. Tighter hands. Catches the tip of the ball with his left hand. Tucks it into his body. Murray hits him. Brings it in. Wow. One more play. Ooh, I thought I was remember where it was, and I don't I do not remember. 55. Okay. All right. <sighs> Touchdown. Good play by Flacco. Or decent play by Flacco. Reads the safety. Knows, obviously, Herndon's route. I'm just releasing right into the soft spot, right upfield, like a seam route. Linebacker spot drops. Has his eyes on Flacco the entire time, which is not good. Covering grass. He widens. He takes, he takes the seam. Soft spot. Vertical. Flacco does a good job floating it over. Acrobatic catch, spins in the air, catches it with his fingertips, juggles the ball right back into his body. Again, so ideally, you'd like to see him catch us and bring it in because, because it is a little bit high because he had to float it over the linebacker, obviously. Maybe Flacco didn't have to float it so high, but he does. Fingertips stop the rotation of the ball so it doesn't slip out. And like, throw, like bobbles it and brings it back into himself. Absorbs the hit from Nasir Adderley, gets his knee in acrobatic good concentration tucks the ball and touchdown does herndon make a comeback again i thought his rookie year was overrated but could he make a comeback to being a decent tight end for the jets because right now people thought like a couple of weeks or even last week people were talking about cutting him you know is he you know that's a little bit i think that's a little bit uh crazy because he's a he's on a cheap rookie contract but could he make that comeback to being a decent starting tight end for the jets or even a good starting tight end you never know uh, P Ryan, um, I think he, this is like a, he had some good reps. We saw the touchdown run, which was good. Um, explosion, good job reading leverages and things like that, and taking you know just exploding outfield when he needed to. Uh, of course, he plays a good game and gets hurt, and he's on the IR. Uh, only eight rushes for 33 yards, but overall, still thought it was a pretty good game. We got one play of him where he finds the hole, which I thought was pretty good. Sorry, I cracked my neck a lot, especially when I'm like leaning over looking at the screen. Uh, it's funny, I never cracked my neck. I went to a chiropractor who's a friend uh, of the family. 
uh, he ended up cracking my neck. I don't know how he got to that, but he cracked my neck. And ever since then, I cracked my neck. Uh, never did it before a freaking chiropractor, which makes no sense, right? Freaking chiropractors. So they run this uh, like inside zone, tight zone uh, split. Obviously a lot of clutter right here. So he's going to start bending his run back inside. He sees a lot of traffic coming. I just thought of people crashing down on him. Traffic to the outside, bends it inside. Traffic starts coming inside, plants hard, drops his hip. Like, look how low he drops to that break. Drop. There's a lot of power right there. Power. Lateral. That's a, that's a good lateral agility right there. Good jump cut. Jump cut back outside. Finds a hole. So good, good job. Clutter inside clutter drop his hips drop his hips open this foot to allow his hips to work over explode back outside lowers his shoulder a little bit gets a few extra yards good job moving on um i put fan i put a couple plays of him up already but he was pretty good he got hurt in this game too um he freaking, he had like a, he like, he hurt his knee and his ankle. So uh, it seems like he's going to be out this next week and probably the next week after that. So that's unfortunate. I said the O-line is generally okay. Um, I got one play of that. The, the O-line being generally okay. Let's see. That's just good run blocking. I don't know. I didn't label this for anybody, but I put good run blocking. Again, another tight zone split where it's another one of those it's it's another one of those like running plays where the the of cut backside is one of like the primary things a running back's going to do. So for Lewis, if this guy's gonna line up in the B gap, let him be in the B gap. Same thing for for Van Roden. If this guy is going to angle hard into the backside A gap, let him do that. You don't you don't want to drop your shoulder and try to get in front of this guy and then make it an undefined read for the running back. Just make the running backs, uh, you know, have a defined read, especially on a play like this. So he he sees, um, Gore sees that he drives into where he wants to go. He drives where he wants to go. Fant, uh, McGovern get to the second level. Good job by Griffin on the uh, on the split block. Becton square with his feet, gets his hands on Bosa, holds him outside. He takes care of Ingham. You have. Uh, you fan who releases to the second level because he knows the split box coming. So he doesn't have to worry about Ingram on the backside. He gets his hands on the linebacker. McGovern releases to the second level, gets his hands on. And look at this. Look at this gap. Good run blocking. That's why I put it up. That's good job by a lot of guys. Miscellaneous play. One, one of those. Oh, this is the one I, I was like going to show before. Um, that I don't know where, where I was supposed to put this, but some pressure on the edges. Step up. Crowder just angles off inside, angles inside, sets it down. 
stop route. Drifts the soft spot of the defense. Linebacker's here. He didn't drift here. Flacco sees him, throws the ball. Oh, this is the this is one of the plays where I was like, okay, if this is any if this is a if Flacco is a notable quarterback, like a the ones who get the flags on him all the time, like a, a Mahomes, a Brady, maybe even a Rogers, one of these guys, this is called. You know, Darnold, the Flacco's, the the, the Drew Locks, the ones who aren't as important, don't get this call. Step throw. This linebacker, I mean, the, the, the defensive lineman clearly sees him throw the ball, step, extends, hits him, launches flat. Look how hard Flacco gets hit right here. Bang. No flag. It, it, if this is Quinn Williams, it's a flag. Well, maybe. I, I, then again, I said Drew Locke. He got a couple of – or not – it wasn't Drew Locke. It was uh, – whatever the hell his name is. Uh, I forget. His, I blacked out on the guy's name that they played. I played the Broncos. But it's so inconsistent. I, I can guarantee you if this, you know, Quentin Williams gets this call on him earlier in the year, like for whatever reason, Quentin Williams just gets flags. Quentin Williams will be on his last step. Like Quentin Williams would be like, would hit him and the ball be coming out like now and it would still be a flag. This guy takes a whole extra step and lunges into him. Good job by, by Crowder attacking the ball. Good job by Flacco seeing him, but no flag. I just hate the inconsistency of the NFL. Good from the defense. Um, okay. Uh, Foldy Fadokasi, one and a half tackles for loss overall. Good game. Showed a couple of plays of him before. Got one more play of him right here. Run stuff. Not, I have like five, five, six, seven plays left, I think. Uh, if I had more time to watch this play, I, I, I would. Maybe I will in the future. I'm not going to explain it now, but something that's already interesting to me just looking at this is the is the splits. Wide split, wide split, wide split. I'm going to see what they're going to do here. Okay. A read option. Just attacking that gap. Yeah, again, I'll, I'll watch this again, but there's a, there's a reason they're, they're, they're widening their splits. Maybe they're wide, widening the edges. They're widening here to attack the A gap to make this a bigger bubble. I don't know. Watch it. I'll, I'll watch it. Maybe I'll come back next week and give me like my full breakdown. Um, but Fadokasi comes off of the ball. Right tackle comes to block him. Ricochet from this from the uh, right guard drops his shoulder into him. Looks to climb. Fadokasi dents the post. This is the highlight. This is the post. He dents the post, gets his hands on him. Hands inside, widens, doesn't get moved a lot. Finds the running back, drops his weight, arm over, tackle. Really good play. Moving on. Uh, Jordan Jenkins, definitely his best game this year. Easily two and a half tackles for loss, uh, half a sack. Got one play of him extra to put up. Uh, a lot of aggression in this game. Looked better as a pass rusher. I was impressed with this this game. This is this is the Jordan Jenkins we saw, you know, last year, like consistently. He just hasn't had it this year. I think he's quite frankly done being a Jet, to be honest, but. Maybe he's to the direction and maybe a resign. I don't know. Do I want him as a starting outside linebacker after he's had he played this year? No, not one game doesn't do enough. 
their handoff inside. 69 comes to block Jenkins, again, who's not good. Jenkins stacks him, gets low, holds his ground. And again, because his his base, his, his he's not linear. Like this guy, this guy is just not good with his body. Like nothing about him is good. Who was sixty nine on the charters? I gotta look. I gotta look this up. Chargers roster. I wonder if it's like a young guy or something. Because I he I was not impressed at all watching him play this 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 game. Is he a draft pick or something, or is he a backup? Is somebody hurt? 69 is Sam Tevi. Tevi? I never heard of him. Probably a reason. But Jenkins able to stack him. His arms are up here and he's trying to block him. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Jenkins literally just grabs him in the armpit and throws him. Literally throws a 300-pound guy because his body mechanics are terrible. But good job. by like, Jenkins has power. Tosses him, and running back just says nope. And well, I guess he slips. He tries to cut back really hard, but that's not going to happen. Absolutely tosses that guy. Good job, Jenkins. Hit the run stuff. Um, Bryce Huff made a little bit more of an impact. I have one play of him. Play three. Maybe that wasn't supposed to be for him. Okay, maybe this is supposed to be for Jenkins again. Jenkins and Shepard's sack. Yes, this is definitely for Jenkins. Comes off the edge right here. Again, not impressed at all by the tackle. I'm not going to go over all of his stuff, but Jenkins rushes towards him. Tackle oversets. He takes the B-gap. Double swipe into a rip, or maybe not into a rip. Double swipe doesn't land the rip, doesn't look like. But just powers through. Finds a quarterback, sack. Good job by Davis and Bash and making the quarterback step up a little bit. Like pinching in on my pocket, but good power right here from Jenkins. Just finds him, sack. Uh, John Franklin Myers didn't make as big of an impact as he has in other games this game, but overall, uh, still to show a play of him. He still goes into the positives, and he's going to have some quiet game. Again, not everybody's going to have great games all the time, but um, overall, still positive, 49. John Franklin Myers, he's right here. He does that double armband thing. So it's Mollett. Mollett almost looks like Jamal Adams from high. Obviously, you know, just the way he wears his uniform, not necessarily the size and stuff like that, but step up field, Reichardt slides to take him. Does a lot of the stuff that the, the Michael Brockers, you know, the, uh, the, the, the uh, Donalds do. It's a lot of aggressive movements upfield with then side steps and, and hand swipes. They do this a lot. Step up field, two steps up field, sees the, uh, the Reichardt shooting. Obviously, not great in terms of kind of leaning at his waist and shooting his hands with not a lot of uh, good bend into him and high. But he's able to cross his face, swipes the hands. Right guard's able to uh, get back in front of him, but not with any uh, 
strong hand placement or his body under it. Gets his hands on him and just bull rushes, hits Herbert again. He's he's a, he's got he's a good athlete and explosive. The, the, some of the rides he took, some guys on this 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 uh, game was impressive. Coverage lets up a play. Um, I said Davison run game uh, was a was a positive of this game. Again, he's been he's getting better in the run game, but uh, in coverage not that great. Eight, uh, 12, 12 tackles, eight solo. Um, I know I have one play of him. Did I did I do that wrong? Okay, hold on, let me see. I have one play of Davis in the run game. It was more just effort that I really like to see. Yeah, this, this is the play I think. All right, Davis effort. He's from the back side. He's all, he's off the screen to the left side of the screen right here. Uh, you have Keenan Allen who who pins uh, Zuniga inside. Thirty five gets outside of it. The tackle and the uh, tight end pull to the outside, like arc block to arc block. Davis comes from the oh, sorry. I don't know if I screwed that up for you guys. I screwed up for me though. He comes from the backside right here and just chases it down, chases it down, chases it down. Boom! Shot on on a. Is that Pope? I think Pope is thirty-five. But track, 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 track. Hit. Really like the effort right there from from Davis. Um. Okay, five more plays left. Once I start doing like two, three hours of stuff, I'm like, okay, I got a couple more plays. Let's get through this. Um, but you guys can break it up. Like, listen, like you could, you know, there's, there's like the locked on network. Everybody knows about them. They do like three th or five 30 minute shows a, a week. I do one show a week. That's like two hours. So you can break it up into 20 minute shows, 50 minute shows, 45 minute shows. Some people say the show is too long, but there's a lot of stuff that happens in a game. It's like 130 plays. So you can break it up or, or don't, whatever. Just maybe we have that guy, dark demonic who, uh, tags it's so if you're if you're interested in this game oh i really want to see what he said about hall hall davis mims there's segments you can go to and just watch those as well i'm, I'm not offended if you don't want to hear me talk about flacco so uh jackson and mullet looked okay again I, I put in parentheses to myself relative you know for guys who are starters not a good game for guys who are going to be you know fighting to get that fifth sixth spot on the roster next year with mullet um and Jackson, I thought they were decent, you know, like this, this play by, by, um, Jackson gets beat on, but it's not that bad of a play. He's in a deep third. It looks like he matches the vertical. Okay. Right. Like good job. He widens. He releases vertical. Kenyon Allen. He sticks with him. Matches them, matches them, match them is square, just like you you pretty much want. Like there's some times where you're gonna have like really good coverage, and just because of a perfect throw and a perfect catch, you're not gonna be able to win. Keenan Allen sets it down, uses his hands to to uh to kind of push off a little bit, it seems like. Herbert throws a missile inside, and Jackson's almost there, but he's not like it's it's not that big of a deal. Again, good job by uh, Jordan Jenkins angling inside, attacking that B gap, being the inside hand, knifing inside. Herbert obviously has to scramble outside, rifles it, and he's just beat. Like look at look at his arm; he almost he almost gets it. So yeah, he led up a touchdown. But again, all touchdowns are not equal. 
moving on, I put uh, Henry Anderson. Really good game. Let's be honest. You know, I don't think he'll be here next year, but still. One block punt, half a sack, two tackles for a loss. I have two plays of Anderson. I have two miscellaneous plays, and we will get into the pickums and things like that. Some of the Dolphins stuff. I don't really have a lot. I don't. I don't care about game previews this year because they're zero and ten, and we want them to lose. So when the Jets are good and they're and they're playing, you know, teams are actually competitive. I'll break. I'll talk about the roster. I'll talk about the like maybe some game planning stuff. Whatever. I'm more of the recap than the re, the, the review than the like game plan stuff. Just because that that would take a whole other show to. Okay, well, this is their strengths. This is the zone. This is the zones they run. This is what they should do. But Henry Anderson, pump block team. Don't really put a lot of special teams on here, but rushes upfield. The, the the protector. Let's you don't want this gap right here again. If you're going to get to the punt to the punt, you you have to beat him interiorly, typically. So you want you want to go inside out. He opens up too much inside. Uh, Henry Anderson crosses his face. Club arm over. <laughs> you just see how you can see how tall he is right here, like six six. Club arm over. Boom. Blo- blocked the punt. Quinn Williams tracks it down. Recovery. Awesome play. Leads to a Jets touchdown. I believe, right? That's when they run it in. It was the first touchdown of the game. Or I could be wrong. I think that's I think that's what happened. Pretty sure. Pump lock, good job. One more play at him. Ten. Anderson blow up run. Uh right here. One tech. Just back towards it. Again, it's sometimes it's hard to tell if there's like a gap exchange or if he just feels it. Like the defensive line stuff is pretty hard. Um, it really depends. Sometimes it's impossible to tell um, what his assignment w- was or if this was just an just a uh, adjustment by him. But again, regardless, center works to him. He widens out. Obviously, look how wide his step is right there. The left step crosses his face, arm over, attacks the mesh point. Boom! Lays a shot on the running back. Tackle for loss. Quick, really nice right there. Two miscellaneous plays. Ooh, I screwed up. Hold on. Oh, thank God. Okay. Oh, May punch ball out. Okay. Yeah, this is the really positive play, but then again, he had a really bad play as well. I think there's two miscellaneous May plays. Keenan Allen set route. Spot drop, sits in the middle of the two zones, catches it, turns up field. Davis makes the tackle, which most likely would have been to the one-yard line. But May, with a really good effort, comes in, targets the ball, and the, I'm not going to get like the frame right here, but sees the ball, punches it out. Does it show in a different view? Yeah, see how he comes in with that arm? He sees this, like a good, really good adjustment. Like this happens all so freaking quickly. He sees this, punch the ball out with the right arm, punch it out. You see his fist, punches it out and gets to, uh, I think David gets to recovery. So freaking awesome job right here. Sees the ball, sees the ball, boom, punch the ball out. And the second guy there and the guy's going down when the guy's wrapped up, that's what you want to do. Scrape at that ball, punch that ball out. That is top notch. That's a top notch play. To get the ball back for your defense. Top notch. 
Hell of a play. And what point in the game was this? I know it's obviously early. It's a 12th play. I forget like what the score was here. One more play, which is play 25. May pass deflection. So two really good or two good plays and a play that was terrible. So that's why I didn't put them in good or bad because that one play was so bad. They're running a, by the way, a lot of like Davis was in coverage a lot. Like on, you saw him a lot of coverage on uh, like Keenan Allen and stuff like that this game. He got beat up a little bit in coverage, but yeah, cover one. They cap. So you have the blitz. They're capping him where he's he's over top of them. It's usually to do with blitzes where you have two guys over top of one guy. He's in a blitz. He's in a step down. Man, um, you have Lange on the running back. And then there's man coverage to the top as well. He steps down on Allen again. It was a lot of this. It was a lot of was a lot of snags and stops and and uh, curls and flats and slants. Like it was a lot of that type of stuff. He sits it down. May sees him sitting it down. Tacks the hands in the ball. Tacks the hands in the ball. Perfect timing. And sees the coverage and just sits it down. That's all he does. Simple. May sees it coming. Boom. Look at look, look at that hand placement right there. Punches the ball out right between his, where his hands are going to catch the ball. Punches right through it. That is perfect. Perfect timing. Does not get better than that. Playing that ball. Fantastic job in man coverage by May with him sitting it down. Now it's not a hard grab to cover. He literally jogged, sat it down, but you can't get better playing the ball. Moving on. Special teams, Ficken, two for four, an extra point. I have no idea why he played over Sergio Castillo. Castillo has been fantastic this year. Ficken has, was like decent, like anywhere 40 in his side. But once you get past that, he was terrible. Um, or would miss. And Castillo has hit like 55 yarders, 52 yarders, like hasn't really missed a lot. Ficken came in, sucked. Now he's on the IR. Um, and Castillo will come back and win his job. And again, people, oh, Castillo's like 31 years old. You can kick into like 38. Like who cares? Um Man, four punts, 164 yards, long of 50, two inside the 20. He's been improving and improving, which is a positive. Barrios, I know a couple times just on broadcast. He's disappointed. There's times where, like, it's punted to, like, the two-yard line. He takes it out to the 15. Or, like, he, he just he doesn't know when to let the ball bounce over his head. He always just takes it out, which is annoying. Other, I just said fan is out with a knee ankle uh, for a few weeks, most likely at least two weeks, I would imagine. P. Ryan is on IR. <clears throat> Ficken's on IR. Plus, Austin went on IR, which is weird because he was like questionable. And then, like a day after being questionable for the game, he went on IR, which I don't know what happened there. That uh, Jets versus Dolphins. I said, uh, roster, who cares? The Dolphins are a better roster, better team, better coached. Uh, is it going to be Tua? Tua, I'm more worried about blowing the game than I am Fitz, to be honest. If, if for the tank, I want Fitz, <laughs> but because uh, Tua is young, obviously, and Greg Williams has had some success against, against young quarterbacks. So um, we'll see what happens there. But I think Tua is playing, but I'm not going to go over the roster. Who cares? Jets injuries. I talked about him. Does Donald play? I don't know. It's all about like pain tolerance for the shoulder, but it seems like from the reports that Sabo's put out um, that he is leaning towards him playing. That's what it seems like it's going to happen. How to win? I put don't. <laughs> Pick'ems. <clears throat> didn't do them last week because I didn't have a show last week because uh, 
it was a live stream and all that. And I didn't have any film to break down. So we took a week off. But I will go over the uh, the, the the records. I, I updated everybody's records. I went back, did all that stuff. You just got to trust me. Obviously, you could put two and two together. You can go back and listen to the shows and do the records yourself. But we have... Oh, sorry. We have Danny in first place at 41 and 17. We have Kyle in second place at 40 and 18. So only a one game gap there. So Danny, you got to watch out. Kyle gets one more game right than you. Uh, you're tied. We have a four-way tie for third, which is five games behind second. So the, the guys in third place got to start making a run uh, to get up to Danny and Kyle. Um, we have Matt, Vinny, Marcus, and myself all at 35 and 23. So six games behind first, which six games with six games uh, with six weeks left. Uh, we have a shot. So, but we got to start turning around. Uh, so we have that, that four way tie for third. We have in seventh place, uh, Rob at 31 and 27. And then we have eighth place, Tom at 30 and 28. Um, this, oh yeah, by the way, and my score prediction, I guess I'll, I'll do it for the, for the dolphins jets. I didn't get that. Um, I'm going to say, let's see, Dolphins, Dolphins 27, eh, Dolphins 27, Jets 20. That's my final score. Two field goals, two touchdowns for the Jets, um, and the Dolphins get uh, three touchdowns and two field goals. I, I, I don't know. 27-20, uh, Dolphins. Uh, so, for the game this week, Dolphins Jets. I got the Dolphins or Dolphins at Jets. I got the Dolphins. Uh, the six and four card. And, and again, I'm not picking the Thursday games. I wish I could. Um, oh my God. Didn't the, Steel, the, the Steelers and Ravens just got moved, right? Hold on. Quick adjustment. Got to gotta, gotta adapt and overcome. Because if that game's, because I didn't want to do the Thursday games because I everybody's not going to listen to this game. And I always end up freaking put up Thursday games and then everybody uh, can't get to them because I'm an idiot and I do that by accident, but I didn't put the Steelers and Ravens game in here because they got, they were at supposed to be on Thanksgiving tomorrow, but now it is not. So I'm going to put them in here. That is the six and four Ravens at the 10 and O Steelers. That is also in here. So let's adjust. Uh, Okay. Sorry. So, Dolphins at Jets. I'm taking the Dolphins. The Cardinals at the Patriots. I think that's an interesting game because the Cardinals are six and four. Young quarterback Bill Belichick, four and six, has a shot if he keeps winning because they've been putting they've been stringing along a couple wins t- together now. If they if they win, you know, uh, let's say four out of their next six games and they're eight and eight, nine and seven, they can make the playoffs. So they still have a shot. So. Can Kyler Murray go into Foxborough and win with the Patriots kind of fighting to try to get back? Tough game. I, I don't like it, but I'm picking the Cardinals in that one. I think they have too much talent versus the Patriots talent, even though the Patriots have better coaching. Another game, uh, the 4-7 and seven Panthers, who are streaky, hot, cold, hot, cold, versus the Vikings, who are, again, another team 4-6, and six, needs to keep winning to get into the playoff spot. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings because Dalvin Cook has been absolutely dominant. Um, and again, another good game. I think uh, the seven and three Titans at the seven and three Colts. Uh, Titans have lost already to the Colts. They have even records. If they lose again, they don't have the tiebreaker over the Colts, so that's a really shitty spot for them. So the Titans really need to win this game. Um, but I'm picking the Colts. The the Titans are way too inconsistent, even though they're seven and three. The Colts, 
are just a really solid defense with a solid offensive line with a good running game. Um, and I, I think they, they win this game again and are going to take that division. Um, and the Titans are going to fight for that wild card spot. They're probably going to get it, obviously. But um, I'm taking the Colts at home. Uh, the eight and two Saints at the four and six Broncos. The Broncos are surprised at Dolphins. The Saints have Taysom Hill, you know, whatever that situation, I think it's Taysom Hill again. Uh, this probably is going to be an anonymous, anonymous A. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I blank out on the word where everybody picks the same thing. Whatever, whatever it is. Um, I'm taking the Saints uh, on the road. I can't think of that word. I'm gonna, as soon as I close this out, I'm going to get pissed off and forget it. Shit always happens. Uh, the Just like the whole Christopher Walken thing a couple of weeks ago. The non-one Chiefs at the 7-4 Bucks. Tom Brady, eh, last couple of weeks. Uh, I, I Overall, I think he's, he's obviously not what he was. Um, I don't think the Bucks are really going to go anywhere with him in the, in the playoffs, to be honest. The I'm taking the Chiefs on the road. And then the 6-4 and four Ravens at the 10-0 Steelers. This is interesting to me, obviously, because it's divisional. It's a divisional matchup. This, the, the Ravens have heard a lot of things the last couple of weeks um, about them not being you know, as good as last year. Lamar Jackson's getting a lot of criticism, which, to be fair, I think he deserves some of it. I think he's, he's a more inconsistent passer than some people think he is, but I still think he's good. But at the same time, him winning MVP last year, I think, was a complete joke, in my opinion. But they're hearing a lot of that. They, if they go to 6-5, and five, they, they are right now not in the playoffs. Now they go six and five, they lose again. Do they make the playoffs from, from a Super Bowl favorite this year? Everybody says it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Ravens or Chiefs and whoever else from, from the AFC they might not, or the NFC. They might not even make the playoffs if they lose this game. So they need to win. They're hearing a lot of it. On top of that, you have the Steelers who, are they going to go 16 and 0? Like they have to lose a game, right? So is this going to be one of them? I don't know, but I'm thinking of the Steelers. I, the Ravens are just too inconsistent with their passing offense, and the Steelers' defense is so freaking good. Are the what is the Steelers' uh, rest of their schedule? Um, I gotta I gotta look that up because do are the uh, the Steelers who like people thought would be like a wild card maybe like 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 maybe they could win a division this year, but for the Steelers to go sixteen and zero, six more games left, like it's possible. Let's look at the rest of their schedule and and see where they're gonna get a loss. That's interesting. Ravens, this is a game that's a big question mark. Washington next week, they're not going to lose that game. At the Bills, maybe. I think it's only really the Steelers or the Bills. I mean, I mean the Ravens or the Bills, because after that, you have the Bengals and no freaking weather losing to Ryan Finley. Then they play the Colts at, at home. Uh, maybe. Then the Browns. I, I don't know. Do they do it? But not this week. I don't, I don't think they're going to lose. So, to recap, I'm taking the, the Dolphins at the Jets. I'm taking the Cardinals at the Pats. I'm taking the Vikings at home against the Panthers. I'm taking the Colts at home against the Titans. I'm taking the Saints on the road against the Broncos. I'm taking the Chiefs on the road against the Bucks, And I'm taking the Steelers at home against the Ravens. Appreciate everybody for listening. Um, I'll be back next week with the recap, obviously. Uh, just reminder that the 7th of December is the live stream. So make sure you tune in, call in, whatever. Uh, we'll be with Kyle Smith discussing the last couple of weeks of the games and storylines and what we want from the rest of the season, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so make sure you tune in for that. I appreciate everybody for listening. I'll see you soon. Be safe. Don't be stupid tomorrow, please. Or, well, hopefully by the time you watch this before Thanksgiving, but if it's not, and it's after Thanksgiving, uh, if you got arrested, you're a jackass. And uh, if you didn't, then uh, glad you got home safe. Thank you.